Oh man. Cancel All Dr. Right. Seuss. Actually, they tried to do that, didn't they? Oh, not I'm really. Sure they, not didn't really. they try to cancel him? The, they the legitimately. Estate, no, the yeah. estate of Dr. Seuss decided to remove some books from the from being sold uh, due to problematic language in there. Okay. So the, I mean, the estate decided it. It wasn't like, oh, you know, they canceled themselves. People on Twitter, like it was like just the estate was like, Dude, I don't think we're gonna, I don't think this is good stuff. Or nine whatever. times out of ten, when they want to like bring up some old piece of content or something that's just it doesn't fly today, I roll my eyes. But there are times when yeah. people bring up something that I'm like, oh yeah, yeah we shouldn't yeah, have yeah. that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't that remember the exact language, but patch. it had something to do with Asians and. uh yeah, oh. you you and your dad. Enough, enough, enough of you. All right. Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't, I didn't say it. Doctor Seuss did. Okay, so. Was, what was no, it? I know. Patch or something. There was that old Disney cartoon that was. Oh, dude. you're talking about uh, that Splash Mountains based off of um so- Song of the South. Dude, I could, dude, I could go on a zippity doo dah. Totally not racist. <laughs> the ride, the ride isn't racist though. The ride's not. Sure the not. ride is actually based off of the animated characters, which is based off of the short. The short was attached to the movie the movie is obviously separate from the cartoon short but the ride itself doesn't even have that black actor in it it's not actually right from the movie it's it's based off of the short so this, you this know white guy knows a lot about this movie. way too yes. much you know way too much about way this too much. Actually, it's really strange now, ride listen here now ride is racist because it would uh it was an unequal distribution of the water as you came down the waterfall at the end yes. yeah. <laughs> we can also, dig into that it's also literally metal gears and just like metal gears. That's, you know what I mean? It's a ride. It's an inanimate object. It's not racist. You're all stupid. Yeah. Well, there's your social commentary <laughs> for the week, everybody. <laughs> Let's start. You've this heard episode. it here. Dan says Song of the South is not racist. <laughs> I didn't say so. Press start. All right, welcome to episode 81 of the Current Dent Podcast. There's three of us here. So 60% have made the trek mm. to our computers. Uh, so it's Jeff. <laughs> the yes. trek. It Jeff was very difficult Dan, to do this. Thank and, you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you guys setting aside. Time. I'm exhausted, Tim, from the trek to my computer. <laughs> I believe it. Well, you're halfway there, and then now I'm halfway there again. Halfway there. I did a GIF for you this week, by the way, Jeff, on that. The, I don't know uh, what a GIF is. Yeah, I, I don't either. That's it's a GIF. GIF. Is not talking about peanut butter? Peanut butter for me? Yeah. talking about peanut butter? <laughs> you. Listen, the guy that created the GIF is a piece of, you know what, all right? So. Uh, the Living on a Prayer song, I used that little clip just for you. Halfway there? Some, oh, that's someone amazing. Someone said something about how I almost made it, and I was like, is would you that, say halfway there? Um, and, I, and I'm not going to talk about the ending. Is that the song? No, it's Shot to the Heart, and you're to blame. You oh give that's the hype song that Barney used in How I Met Your Mother. Oh, <laughs> oh my that's, gosh, that, that's all right. It's all right. It's like an early episode, like New Year's or whatever. Yeah. And like anytime there was an awkward silence, he'd put that song and, on. Uh, and I couldn't and believe f- he got the rights for it. Fake Moby, fake Moby shows up. Yeah, fake Moby. Yeah, that's such an iconic episode. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> well, as you can hear, Jeff and Dan are here with me, and Derek and Kyle are out this week. Uh, miss you guys. Hope you're able to make it back next time to talk about some of these games. We have a lot to cover, though. We've got especially a couple of major releases from this week that we want to make sure we talk about. Um, but 
before we talk about things like Deathloop, it got me thinking about time travel. I actually also just watched Reminisce before it went off of HBO Max. I wanted to make sure I saw it, which isn't time travel related, but in a way it kind of involves experiencing something that already happened in the past. Is that fair yeah, to say? You're experiencing your past, yeah. So it, it's got an element of time travel to it, although not the same, of course. Um, but we're not talking about movies. We're talking about time travel in video games. Now, I wanted to just bring up some of the notable ones that I could think of and get your guys' thoughts on them, and especially to get your thoughts on the way they include time travel. So usually, to me, the best uses of time travel in a video game is going to be a gameplay mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes a story can make it really interesting, um, and sometimes it's, it's inevitable you have to connect them both. But when you've got it as a really intriguing gameplay mechanic, um, then you've got my attention. So I wanted to highlight a few of those over the years, kind of work our way backwards, with Deathloop, of course, being the most recent significant release that has... Uh, time travel involved if for some reason it is a spoiler to mention time travel we'll try to avoid it there was actually one game that came out uh was it last year i think it was last year that i didn't put on here because finding out that time travel related actually is a bit of a spoiler it's it's early it's in the first third of the game but still it's like it's a bit of a reveal so i won't say it what uh is it a big game did i did i play it I don't think you played it. Oh. You did though. I, I can tell also, you guys after we record if you want. Okay. Also, Death Loop is less travel and more looping. But you know, yeah, I digress. That's why I think this. And just like, by the way, I was I was a guest on my friend's show this past week, um, Pop Culture with Fanboy and Know It All, and we did a ranking of um, our favorite propaganda movies. It wasn't necessarily our favorite, but it was top five propaganda movies. And the idea was rank them however you want. Worst, mm. best, your personal favorite, you know, how convinced you were. But we used a really loose definition of propaganda. Like mm. we strayed way far away from it being some governmental funded messaging. It was anything <laughs> that had like any kind of hidden message. And so we kind of went way far. Same thing here. It doesn't have to be strictly time travel. It could be right. some element of uh, of using time uh, in a game. And I know it doesn't always mean that you've traveled through time. So mm. anyway. Time is some, a construct, Tim. Some of this is just fast-forwarding, rewinding. That could be an interesting. We'll talk about some of that. But um, time is a construct, Tim. Time's not even real. So, did you just say that twice, or did I rewind again? Man, I keep rewinding. I don't know. Nope. What's I the name one? of that? There's a there's a game last year that was like an indie game, and I think I left it off. Uh, I, something I've got one on a here. simple story. Uh, oh. Something. You know what I'm talking about? Where you play an old man and you're rewinding and fast-forwarding time. I, I mean, that sounds familiar. Was that the sale? No. Yeah, see if you can figure out what that was. I guess it's called Arise, a simple story. Oh, Arise. Oh, okay. Is that the Santa Claus-looking dude game? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you're kind of rewinding and fast-forwarding in certain levels to change the environment so you can... Well, there's plot. one that we didn't include, but there you go. There's a good example of one. Yeah. So Deathloop, obviously, and we'll talk about it in a little bit, our thoughts on the game, but it includes this idea of being uh, in a loop. And um, I'm sure... The, and I haven't finished the game, so I'm sure the story will... And I've I've uncovered a few pieces of it, but definitely yeah. not uh, the bulk of it. And so I'm sure the game will explain exactly how that's working and what that means for time and all that. Who knows? But uh, it did get me thinking, in addition to Deathloop, but also 12 Minutes, with those two games coming mm. out recently. Yes. And there's certainly a time element involved with both. I think with 12, 12 Minutes is probably more significant because it mm-hmm. truly is resetting time. Mm-hmm. And then when you are able to get a certain item... I wouldn't say you have control, but you have an option now to use yeah, that. There, it opens things up a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. So there's definitely a time travel type element there. Mm-hmm. 
So I wanted to go through some of these. If I forgot any, let me know. If, if there's, if you have any thoughts on these, let me know. If you liked or didn't like the way they used time, let me know. But 12 minutes first, I, I really liked the way 12 minutes used their time travel. Element. Yeah. I like the way they used Willem Dafoe. Oh, who doesn't? Godspeed. Godspeed, James McAvoy. <laughs> God, Godspeed, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so 12 minutes was pretty fantastic. I think that's going to be in our best story of the year category. At least for me, it will be. Yeah. And it's not because the final story that's <laughs> uncovered is so great. That that was fine. It's, it was something. It's the way that it, yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's, it's the way that it unfolds. That's yeah. Like, this was yeah, brilliant. It's more like it's, it's not what it's about. It's how it's about it, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah agreed. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's talk about one that was not one of my favorites, but I think Jeff liked it. And that's yeah, out, fine. Outer Wilds, certainly <laughs> element of Outer looping. Wilds. Yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't really sink a lot of time into it, but uh, I was more patient with it than other people were. And um, yeah, I think it resets or something after 20 minutes or 22 minutes of gameplay, and you have to start over. And huh. you, uh, I don't. Almost like the loop is not necessary, but I think there's a story reason behind that. I just didn't get far enough in the game to discover it. Yeah. Um, because I'd rather. Uh, even though I'm like a quote unquote defender of the game, it's mostly out of joke because it's funny because people hate it. Outer worlds, uh, outer wilds, you know. Yeah, that whole thing. exactly. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's just there are more fun games to play out there. <laughs> like it's not necessarily fun. Uh, so it's interesting, but it's not fun. So I've heard the concept. story is amazing. I've heard that too. Yeah, that might be one to just watch on YouTube since flying the spacecraft is just not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that's what one of the main gameplay mechanics. It is. Uh, yeah, Katana Zero came out. I want to say about two years ago, maybe. Just recently played that. And this game Great. is super, super cool. It's that side-scrolling action game. I think it's one hit and you're dead. So yeah. you need yeah, to yeah. really plan out each screen that you kind of move into and try to eliminate really quickly, like Hotline Miami style, except now yeah. it's side-scrolling. And if you fail, you can rewind. And it's very VHS tape style yeah. to reset. It's, it's so up. slick, dude. And the music is fantastic, too, by the yeah. way. That's um, a very stylish game. It's a great, yeah, yeah, it is. great style. yeah. yeah. I like a ton of zero a lot. I never did finish it. It gets really tough. Yeah, I um I got to the end. It gets super wacky, especially like with the time, because it's like it's like a mixture of time stuff, but then like also uh, drugs. Not yeah. to it, it, it kind of being a little vague there. Like it's it, there's there is time stuff, but it's mixing in kind of like that too, and it's like psychological stuff. Yeah, like, psychological like drug stuff. Like it's it's pretty wacky. It gets really weird at the end. So it reminds me a lot. Of Hotline Miami because you're not sure who's talking to you, who's in charge. Yeah. Like, and then you wake up somewhere and you're like, it's very confusing and very, yeah. very trippy. So, uh, I never played this next one, although I've downloaded what? it a couple times off of Game Pass and I never got around to actually playing it. Maybe Daniel oh, played now that you've got an Xbox and Game Pass, but Quantum Break. Dude, oh, I love oh, this yeah. game. Oh man, what, I love this game. What element? I mean, is is the time element mainly gameplay, story, or both? this one it's, it's real both. time right it's both yeah 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 it is real time you're not really time traveling you're manipulating time yeah, yeah, yeah. as part of Got the gameplay uh, implementing that into your combat and stuff like um kind of like neo would do like freeze the bullets spoilers on matrix if you haven't seen the end of it what <laughs> <laughs> but creating like Whoa. a field of a force field of like time almost like the mirror dimension in yeah, doctor yeah, yeah. strange where you can just trap the bullets in um and uh there's ways to like move super fast uh freeze time move super fast and like if i'm not mistaken i haven't played in a long time but i love the game um the only thing that didn't work is like they were trying something experimental um didn't work 100 percent. it's not that it's bad 
but they were doing something experimental with inserting a TV show yeah. a little bit, a live-action TV show in between missions. Yep. And the actual people cool... doing in the, the voice yeah. acting, right? In the there, game. And yeah, and there's some cool parts where, like, oh, the guy in the TV show showed up in my game. That's cool. That's cool, but, like, the TV show itself was just kind of, like, not as interesting as the game. So yeah. it was just – it didn't really – cohere as much as it wanted to as much you know it was almost yeah. it was like it was almost there yeah. but i still love the game for the gameplay itself it felt it's a remedy game so i mean it felt great to play um yeah. they know yeah, how to so make I, some really interesting combat that's for sure yeah, yeah. i definitely you know, i didn't i didn't realize this till recently that the star of that as well as the guy who played bobby iceman from some of ice the x-men man. movies yeah ice ice boy whatever his name was I, ice, ice man, man yeah. yeah okay bobby bobby uh, Houseboy. He's got a twin, an identical twin. Yeah, they oh, look literally really? exactly the same. Yeah. So like I when no I see idea. one of them show up in a movie or a show, I'm like, I have no idea which one this is. Like yep. it's, I've always assumed it's, it's I'm like this guy, I'm like this guy's in a lot of movies. And like, no, sometimes it's his <laughs> twin. Stop yeah. it. Seriously? I'm yeah. de- dead serious. It's it's Sean Ashmore and his I don't remember his twin's name at all, but uh Dude, oh, I oh, had literally oh. no idea. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Bobby, maybe. I don't know. It's it's something <laughs> Bobby. Sean and Sean and something. Bobby Boucher. Um, all right, Dishonored 2, and I'm glad you added this one as well as Titanfall 2. Um, so slight spoilers if you haven't played these, slightly, just for certain missions. Yeah. There's the some story, cool at least for Titanfall 2, I'll say the story isn't really, doesn't really, I mean, it's a good campaign, but the story's not really yeah. amazing or memorable. So it, it's not really a, a spoiler where it's like, oh, man. I wish I found that out myself. It's a really fun campaign to play through, but you're right. It's not necessarily, like, I couldn't tell you the story beats now that I'm thinking about it. No, yeah, and I played through that campaign, like, three times. It's so much fun. (laughs) Yeah. But you're right. There's a level, a specific level, where Mm -hmm. you're doing essentially these, there's these little tears in time almost, where you can now see this area that you're in as it was a long time ago, and then Mm -hmm. back to now. When it was still occupied with, like, security and stuff. Very creatively done. And then Dishonored 2 did something really similar that's what I read. Eerily similar. I, I remember that level. That was a good level too. They did it in a little different way, but the concept was the same. You know, you can mm-hmm. you're in the same area and you can look at it in different times to to reveal new secrets or whatever. So yeah, and I love the way that Titanfall would do it to the point where like you'd have to platform near the end of the level, and mm-hmm. uh, in midair you'd have to switch time so you can land on the platform in the past. Yep. Uh, yeah. I thought that was so brilliant. Pretty um, creative, especially for a game. Man, this is. Uh, multiplayer only for the first exactly i was like man if this campaign was like double like twice as long and had more of this mechanic it probably would have been like probably one of the games it probably still was a game of the year for a lot of people that just played the multiplayer but uh it i mean it stood a chance of being one of the best campaigns ever it was just the fact that it was like six hours like that's why i played it like three times because it's like six eight hours (laughs) this honor 2 is amazing and i don't think enough people played it i highly recommend it and the dlc which i have not finished although now that it's all on i heard it's great it's all on Game Pass. I do plan on going back. Probably not replaying all of Dishonored 2. It's a pretty lengthy game. But mm-hmm. I do plan on re- uh, restarting and playing through the uh, the Death of the Outsider, I think, was the yeah. main DLC. So yeah. I never did finish that. I haven't played. I got a few hours into the first Dishonored when it first came to Game Pass. That was my first exposure to that game. Oh, okay. And I was like, man, this game is really cool. Like, all the abilities that you unlock yeah. right away and how much kind of opens up for you when you get to that first, like, kind of hub area of the good guys or whatever and you could talk yep. to all these people it's got a pretty like, this more involved than i thought it would be pretty excellent know. finale too like i liked the story i like the way the story i do mm-hmm. remember the narrative too but the finale is just kind of very exciting like they move you from moment to moment it's pretty cool oh, um cool. 
Dude, I can't handle this right now. Like, I just, I googled uh, Ashmore, Sean Ashmore. He's got the, that's, this is so weird. How much they they literally look the exact same. Like, now I want to know what movies his brother's been in. Or, like, Mm -hmm. vice vice versa. Because, like, it's like, maybe I saw, I don't know, it's weird, dude. It's All right, weird. folks, we are going to say goodbye to Dan as he goes down the IMDb <laughs> rabbit hole. All right, bye. The rest, the rest of the episode, he's going to be like, did you guys know? <laughs> Where Dude, this what movie? This movie? And I know that you've done this for sure, Jeff. Dan, I'm guessing you have too. I've gone down the IMDb rabbit hole a bunch before. Yeah. Like I, As I'm like, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, oh, who does the voice in this? I recognize this voice. And, oh, I remember this guy. What do I remember? What did I I'll see? That and I start actors. looking through. And then I'll just see something else. And I'm like, oh, that yeah. actor was in this? Let me look at, like, I just. I started, that was it's me like, with Artful Escape. I was like, who who voiced who here? Yeah. Because I know they're big names in this in this game, but who the hell? Yeah. Other than I'm Jason Schwartzman, I couldn't tell who who was voicing yeah. anybody. I had it up on my phone. Yeah, there was time. actually Artful Escape. I, that's I was trying to remember what it was. Uh, the example I had in my head. There's um the mayor. There's uh, did you find the phone booth, uh, Jeff, where you you talked to the mayor? Just at the beginning. Didn't that sound like Pete from um like Mick, uh, Mickey Mouse's like arch enemy Pete? Oh, I guess it kind of did. He, he very, sounded yeah. super like Pete. And I was like, is that Pete? My wife was like sitting next to me. She's like, that really sounds like Pete. I looked up the voice actor. It's not. It's not. But like, hmm. it like really sounded like that character. So I was like, I don't recall that part for some reason. I yeah. kinda, it was optional. Isn't the very jumped, beginning. I kind of jumped through a lot of the dialogue. Like it not okay. skipped it. You, you but once all the dialogue it. populated and I read it, I skipped ahead. And so we'll I, get to this game later. But when you get to each level of the town, you have to fully explore both directions to find it. And mm-hmm. so if you kind of were just moving up to the next level. I did house. do that, but I guess I just didn't find the interact button for it somehow. I don't know. I guess yeah. I missed it. So I, I do like remember it. specifically because there was a phone, and then there was a lesbian couple in the back snuggling yes, in the wall there. And so oh. some people might, might have been distracted by that. Very. Yes, that's so. probably what it was. They were literally scissoring on camera. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and then the game became rated M for mature. <laughs> <laughs> Go for that one moment. Escape, everybody. Art, artful escape took a real sharp turn at that moment. <laughs> yeah, literally with scissors. All right. Well, back to timeline. Back to time travel stuff. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, unfortunately. Uh, so, Life is Strange season one had a fantastic oh, time type heart, yeah. with its with its gameplay. Like that truly, truly hooked me on that game. I liked mm-hmm. the story too. But if you had just told me that story without that gameplay element, I would have been like, that was decent. But and let's be honest, it's kind of a teenage soap opera a little bit. Yeah. But they added in some of the supernatural stuff with the ability to move time, and then the impact of all the time moving that she was doing, like all those yeah. pieces were yeah. so With well Chloe done. being like, uh, I don't know, pretty much paralyzed or whatever in one outcome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, it very much reminded me of the movie. I know a lot of the people like it, but I liked it. And it probably, probably still like it because I haven't seen it recently. But Butterfly Effect, that's what that reminded me of, mm. that movie with Ashton Kutcher Ashton where he's able to, with Ashton Kutcher, where he's but, able to like read his diary and go back to moments in time. Yes. Uh, and where each thing you do has a ripple effect. That yeah. Gets and every time he made like a minor change, it would just freaking ru- yeah. ruin his world. Well, uh, and in episode one or two, I think there's a one of Life is Strange. There's a an element of suicide to it mm-hmm. that you have an impact on. That was that was pretty heavy and felt yeah. you felt very desperate right away. To yeah. figure out the pieces and what can I do as I keep resetting things. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Life is strange. I thought used time in a pretty pretty cool way. Yeah, I included Sly Cooper just because we don't talk about this franchise enough. I love the Sly Cooper games. Yes, they're very kitty and they're very, you know, they're not they're not like the best of the best for platforming or stealth for that matter. But they're pretty fun with both. Hmm. And then Thieves in Time, which I didn't get a chance to play a ton of, but I do remember that it involves going back in time. 
Um, I just don't remember all the details there, but I think it has to do with going back in time and maybe you go back and steal, do some heists back in history or something. I forget the details, but um, I'm sure someone listening will will know. But yes, Sly Cooper is a cool game and they do some time travel there. The Assassin's Creed franchise, I put sort of because as I thought about it, I was like, are you really time traveling? But then the more I thought about it, I was like, hey, they're actually using the memories. Like you said, they're using those memories to go and now find things in the present. So in a way it, it can, it can even like yeah. sort of somewhat control the person in the past, but, but not really. Right. And, and mm-hmm. that's, that's the thing that's unique about the series is it's not that you're going into those memories and then like your bot, the body is just being controlled by that actual person in the past. It's you're moving wherever you want. So technically right. you're experiencing the world how you want, not necessarily how the events actually occurred. So. Which is how they've explained things like choosing the gender of your character or who you want to romance in the later ones and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, um, yeah really, I think, interesting usage of time there for the Assassin's Creed franchise. Bioshock Infinite. This is more about multi-universes than it is about time. About lighthouses, too. I won't go into detail here because it is a really cool ending of that game. If you haven't played it, I'll just leave it this at this. They They do some cool elements with, yes, sort of with time, but also with parallel universes, sort of. Uh, the multiverse. If you haven't played this game, go play this game. Bioshock Infinite is fantastic. And anyone who said I that haven't game. played, I mean, I, I think I disclosed this in your thread where you asked that was one of them. people what games you haven't gotten to because of time. And it's the entire Bioshock trilogy for me. Oh, wow. The whole thing? Yeah. I okay, played like so a few hours of the first two. I finished the first one actually in the last year because I got it on the Switch once they put out the you know, the collection or whatever. Still haven't finished the second one. I've tried starting that one a few times. I'm determined that I'm going to get through. I just didn't find it to be nearly as compelling. The first mm. one is just so yeah. compelling and creepy, but also mysterious. It's like, what's going on? You want to... The first one is a great job of, like, pulling you forward, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The second one, not as compelling, although still a really well-made game. It's just I always got kind of just distracted by that one. The third one, Infinite, Ironically, I actually ended up playing that one before I played any other ones, and it works great, in my opinion, as a standalone game. Yes, there are plenty of callbacks and connections to major characters and, mm-hmm. and lore from the first two. Especially but, DLC. But I, yeah, because I haven't played a DLC. The main core game, I didn't feel like I was in the dark. Like, I felt like I got it. I understood oh, cool. what was happening, and I loved And I thought Infinite was really great. So Yeah. It was, yeah. Highly recommend. Um, and if you like the art style and gameplay style, even of something like Deathloop, you might love Bioshock. Yeah. By the way, it, there's there's definitely some serious vibes of like Bioshock and various other things in Deathloop. Like yeah. absolutely. Spider-Man: Edge of Time. I wanted to throw this in there because I want to remind folks that there were good Spider-Man games before Insomniac came along. <laughs> were, they, were they as good? No, but they were still pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I thought Edge of Time was a pretty solid game where you mm-hmm. actually do see other versions of spider-man you guys remember that game didn't play that one the one that i go to is the spider-man 2 one yeah that's based that's off of the I spider-man remember. 2 movie like that yeah. one was like the crazy leap forward like because that was the first the city in a way that yes. felt really satisfying yeah, yeah yeah well edge of time just had some really cool usage and i remember specifically i mean the futuristic spider-man and then the noir spider-man where everything went black mm. and white they yeah. just did some really cool stuff in that game that one was with... more linear right it's yeah, it's very linear. Okay, a little, yeah, little bit open area, but mostly linear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like that game a lot. Braid, uh, another really awesome indie game. If you like indie games, but this is as indie as it gets. By the way, one of the mm-hmm. earlier examples of like I think this was Xbox Arcade. Yeah. And they really and Microsoft really elevated indie developers with games like Braid. 
Um, but that uses a really interesting rewind mechanic, and the time mechanic comes into play with the story as well. Also, the main character's name is Tim. So, uh, Hawks. <laughs> sounds sounds a little biased, Tim. You sound a little, biased. a little bit. I thought Braid was really. It was cool your game. number one game that year. Just don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah. <laughs> of course it was. They are doing uh, some kind of reimagining or remake Remaster, or something yeah. of Braid. Um, they announced it a while back. I think it's. Yeah. Supposed to, I think they had hope for this year, but like everything else, it's probably 2022. Um, Kingdom Hearts franchise. I put this in there, hoping that Dan, you'd pick up the ball and run with it. This includes time el- time travel type elements. I mean, right? Tim, it includes things. There, things are happening. It's just whack. Honestly, just it. Just say Nomura. All you need to say is Nomura. Nomura, time. It's all just the same thing. It's the same words, different words. It's just shenanigans and a lot of zippers, also. And zippers. Yeah. I don't know. And buckles. It's, There's a good amount of buckles going on. Yeah, no, yeah. Mostly zippers, but some buckles, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say there's, there's, I suppose there is a, a bit of a time element there, but it's not like, I guess it's not like really the main f- thing. Th- th- there is like an actual steady timeline kind of moving forward, but there is there is a point where Sora is sort of like in a, like a sleep, so to speak, like in a, in a cryogenic state. I think so that's kind of what I was thinking about. Yeah, also, yeah. I feel like, I feel like I remember characters whether it's through portals or something, being able to communicate with characters from the past, warning them about something. I feel like there was something like that. Maybe not. I mean, d- dude, I played all the way from that first, because I bought that collection. I don't know if you remember. I, I I went, I plowed through all of them just leading up to three. And I and I, I really knew, I was like really good with like knowing what was going on until I got to the 3DS one. I think it was Dream Drop Distance. That's where like, it, it just, they lost me. But yeah. like I got really far in understanding what the hell was going on, and now if you ask me, I'm like I don't remember anything. So. Yeah, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Time well spent. Time well spent. Fair enough. Well, one of the first games that I played that included like an action usage of mm. in- implementing time and changing time was Prince of Persia: Sands of Time. That was so friggin' cool. And of yeah. course, now tons of games do that. Even like Forza Horizon series does, or even <laughs> the general Forza series does this. As you make a bad yeah. turn, you can rewind. But in the Sands of Time, not only the first power you get is to rewind, and you can rewind like if you fall, if you die, you know, whatever, um, and then try again. Uh, but then you use these charges, like you build up charges by collecting the sand as you defeat enemies and stuff, and then you can use those charges to rewind. And then uh, there's kind of three games in that Sands of Time type trilogy. They get a little bit more uh, alt rock and roll as you. <laughs> Well, he gets he gets super emo in the second one, right? It's like, very very like emo, but like very emo. like lots of puddle of mud style rock and roll yeah, in the background. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that take it all the away. Have you heard <laughs> Puddle of Mud's cover of that Nirvana song? Oh, uh, people were super pissed about that, weren't they? Like, I I thought, I just thought it was hilarious. I wasn't pissed about it, but, sure, uh, but some people were. Yeah, he was not in the right range for that, and he was just <laughs> screaming it. And uh, his uh, even his guitarist right next to him was like trying to stop laughing. Yeah, dude, it cut was that so one. bad. Well, who say, who sings that uh, song again? Ah, stand alone. Well, a Godsmack, uh, right? That's yeah, Godsmack. Godsmack. That's what I think of when I think of okay, the... Okay, Godsmack. Uh, yes, that's yes. very much where the Prince of Persia series went. Yeah, yeah. But Sands of Time, I still think, and I'm, I am excited for whenever they do re-reveal and finally release the remake or whatever they're doing. Mm, um, yeah, whatever didn't, it is. Didn't show super well when they first revealed it. Yeah. Um, hopefully they Instant go back. Delay. Yeah, hopefully they go back and fix some things. All that being said, really cool usage of time, I thought, in that series um which by the way spawned the assassin's creed franchise as we all know as they were 
working on another Prince of Persia game, and it kind of became its own thing. Back to the Future games, obvious, uh, but there's a whole bunch of these, including more of the adventure style, which I think they remade or remastered like 10 years ago. Telltale did a few. Did a did like a whole that's not, that's uh, five I'm, episode arc. Yeah, that's not. And it's it's almost like a brand new story. I don't want to say it's like. I think I it's the remember, official. I can't even remember the story, but it's uh, there's a uh, it's definitely an original story. I don't remember any of the yeah. moments that happen in the game being in the movies. So nice. Um, I'm pretty sure the yeah. actual canon like it's after three. I I think I could be wrong. You, you might be right. I, I just yeah. can't remember. It's been. Do so you long. remember if the time travel elements are just next part of the story takes you to a new time or do you? Yeah, it just it just takes you to a new time. Okay. Yeah, and then gotcha. you're like, oh, what the 1955, Doc? <laughs> I'm late for school. <laughs> I'm confused about my sexy mom. It's like, all right, <laughs> such a weird. Like when you really actually think of, and I forget there was a comedian that did a joke about this, but like when you really think about the story of that movie, it's super weird, like yeah. unbelievably. It, like why I think is it might be Greg? No, what's his name? I'll think of it. I feel like yeah, I've, I've heard that bit too. This um, this high it. schooler that's friends with like the seventy year old doctor like or like doctor you know like was it like, Gary Goldman might have been Gary Goldman I love that guy maybe I don't know I don't remember yeah. his special on his depression was just ten Dude, out of ten he's amazing, amazing. also yeah. he does a whole lengthy bit on giving getting the uh, the abbreviations for states oh yes yeah <laughs> it's so great <laughs> it's really great. Dude, he says they get to the first one, Alabama AL. Guys, we're going to finish this in like five minutes. Let's go get something to eat. <laughs> and then they get to the next one. Anyway, I won't spoil it. Really yeah. funny bit. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, let's good. see. Back to the future. Time Splitters. I never played Time Splitters, but I know that there's I a lot of talk about one. it coming back. It, this I, think it was, just... I think it was mechanics-wise. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it was mechanics-wise. Well, I don't have a lot to say about that one unless you guys yeah, do. Yeah, I don't know. It, it might also nope. even be in the story, too, but like I think it was definitely it's like... Title. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But I think something next, about splitting time. I don't know. This next one I loved, and I actually just like with Bioshock Infinite, I really only played this third one. I tried the other oh, ones. Tim, come on. One, loved the third one. No, Tim. I know a lot of people don't, but I loved Onimusha <laughs> three. Demon no, Chase. I did too. But the third one, that's the only one you played. <laughs> yeah, the other uh, ones. Look, this one just looked so pretty too. Bum me out. Um, but this one, of course, has a time travel element because two people swap places, your main two characters, including the uh, the incomparable Jean Reno. Love that guy. Jean Reno. Love that guy. Um, I will say, though, like, so this was a PS2 game. Mm. I want anyone that's listening, all three and a half of you, to mm. go to YouTube and I want you to uh, search for Animusha 3 intro CG intro oh, c- cinematic. It is still it is still to this day one of the like most insane things I've ever seen in video games. Agreed. And like it still actually looks good. Like yeah. obviously it's not as good as like the games now by any means. But like when you think about it being on PS2 yep. and it is CG, but it's again, it's PS2. Like it yep. looks surprisingly still really good. Really, it's crazy. I, I remember the gameplay itself, at least at the time, looking better than anything else I'd played, really. Yeah. Um, I loved that game. But of course, yeah, yeah. it uses time travel element because you're each stuck in each other's time. They swap places from modern back to like feudal they Japan do. or whatever. Do. Mario and Luigi Partners in Time. I just really wanted to highlight this because sometimes these games are criminally overlooked. People don't give, especially the dialogue, the credit it deserves. Yeah. Like, truly laugh out loud conversations. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because there's such a uh, they're a very traditionally Japanese developer, 
Yeah. And yet they their localization is amazing. Like the stuff they put into English is just like, dude, this is hilarious. This is yeah. really, really good. It's a good so, series. Um, I do like that. I don't remember that specifically the time. I think the time travel element is more about the story. Like it takes you to a new, I don't think you do anything. I think it's still pretty standard uh, Mario and Luigi kind of Mario RPG light uh, yeah. gameplay. Radiant Historia franchise. Um, I remember playing a demo for one of these on the DS years Dude. ago, but I never got into it. But I've heard that they're, they're, the time uh, travel-ish related stories are really interesting. That's what I've heard. I, I, I was super into the PS2 one, uh, Radiata Stories. I think okay. that was like the first one. And then there was like one that they had made for the DS Yeah, years later. I don't know if they're connected, um, okay. but I was super into that one. It actually kind of reminded me a little bit of... Um, uh, uh, so we could in okay a little bit like recruiting characters With and all like, the characters too, like huge cast, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like certain characters, like if you pick one character, you can't get this other character, like that sort of thing. S- yeah. Super awesome. That's a great game. Yeah, that's a series that I would put on that list. You know, Jeff was listing some things earlier. We had a chat in the group this past week about what are some games that you know you should have played. You probably would even love. You just never did because you knew. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is a big commitment. This is one of those series, and I'm always like, should I have been playing this all along? Because the Suikoden series is one of my favorites, at least the first three. I didn't really like four. Yeah, I never, never tried five. Um, but anyway, the Radiant Historia franchise uh, I've heard is great. I had to bring up the Legend of Zelda games, especially the two N64 games, well, of course, because time is such a important element there. I, and I do remember playing Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. I remember buying it on my N64. I was probably 14 when this game came out, maybe 15. When was this game? 97? I mean, yeah, it was between 95 and 2000, so somewhere in the middle there, yeah. So, yeah, I was in high school, and I remember buying this game. I got the the golden cartridge for this one. You know, like, I, dude, I loved, loved, loved this game. And I remember the moment when you become adult Link, or at least teen Link. Dude, yeah. It was mind-blowing. I was like, dude, oh, they yeah. just fast-forwarded. Like, how did they do this? You know, and the yeah. world was now totally different. and Just decimated. And, like, there's the ghouls outside. And, um, and then you can Castle. go back and forth because there's yeah. certain areas you well, have to access. Well, not right away you couldn't, though. Not Eventually right you can. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So was that, cool. was a, that was a really cool usage of time. It was cool because that, then you move forward in time. And you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, what? I'm, like, older Link. This I have the Master Sword. Like, this is so cool. But then, like, the inventory that you had gotten as Kid Link you couldn't use because it was specific to kid link. So it, you know, it, it was almost like starting a, uh, the game over again. It was, so like kind of right. building it back up. So, which was That's cool. right. Kid link could use a slingshot, but then the grown link used the bow and arrow. Yeah. Bow and arrow. Yeah. 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 It was so cool. So cool. what a freaking great game. game oh, absolutely. Was, dude. It's a game, masterpiece, dude. Game is amazing. Yeah, and then Majora's cool. mask had a different take on the time with the essentially end of the world. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was a good usage of the loop, which is pretty early example of that in games. You didn't yes. see a lot of that in games. Yeah. Um, Majora's Mask again, a little bit under, uh, a little bit overlooked, but not really. I think that game was played by a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people love it. Um, I didn't like it as much as Ocarina at time. I thought it was yeah. kind of like the slightly lesser version of it, but it's still fun. I liked it. It, it seemed limited, but it was like very unique. the The mask um, mechanics were pretty unique, especially when you get the uh, the Zora one. Yeah. Kind of swimming around and and all that. So. They did. See, that's the thing. The Zelda games always add cool new gameplay hooks that you weren't expecting. And uh, both of those games did that. I have to mention one of my favorite games of all time. It's right up there with Suikoden 2. I don't know which one I'd pick. Depends on the day. And that's Chrono Trigger. 
Which, by the way, anyone who says, well, you just like it because of nostalgia. Look, I'll no. admit that for a lot of games. No. This game friggin' holds up. It's oh, yes. So good. Still and a masterpiece. Chrono Trigger. For Chrono the Cross, Nintendo. too. Chrono, Tri- Chrono Cross also includes some elements of time. It does. That's yes. true. Yes. Not as obvious as Chrono... Well, I shouldn't say obvious. Not as uh, prevalent. Because Chrono Trigger, you... No, truly, it is. You truly travel to the end of time in a machine called the Epoch, or Epoch, however you pronounce that. Yeah, yeah. And so the idea is you're... And you pick, I want to travel to this time. Yeah. And, and, uh, and so I really liked that a lot, the way they did that. I think it more kind of guided you in, in Chrono Cross as opposed to you kind of choosing and hopping around. Yeah. Um. Because there's there's even a it, there there actually is a, a little bit of like an Easter egg too to Chrono, Tr- Chrono Trigger. I won't say what, but like towards the end of that game, there there's like some characters that you see, and you're like, oh, okay, that's that's. A oh, cool you mean time. in Chrono Cross there are in Chrono Cross, yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember one specifically, uh, one of the coolest yes. characters. Um. Yep. Anyway, and then of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. Oh my God, I played this one. <laughs> are you telling me you haven't played any of those other ones no that's why I didn't you talk. haven't played ocarina of time what are you doing yeah what are you doing i, I never like, played I a like zelda if... game um well i haven't certainly haven't beaten one period so if we ever expand the content of current gen podcast one of them is going to be we make jeff play dot 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 and we're going to make <laughs> you play some of these and we're yes. going to yeah all watch together i'm actually gonna make... fly down to texas and i'm gonna hold a gun to your head <laughs> there's I mean, a lot of those like there's a lot of us down there so you shouldn't have to <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah you wouldn't have like, an issue you're like howdy, howdy you're like, neighbor just tell them the circumstances of your threat and they'll be like all right i don't see yeah. an issue here they'll actually hand me a couple extra guns you know yeah exactly get to stuff that we're playing and, and using all that i did want to say with turtles in time it's just, this one it, it was a really fun arcade game i loved I love all the Ninja mm-hmm. Turtle games, and this was a particularly good one. Um, my brother and I would, uh, I have memories of playing this Super Nintendo and like my brother and I just doing uh, just one, just beating it in one sit, one sitting yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, it's just so much fun, dude. I can't wait for the, I think they're doing like a remake. Is that right? Or something well, like no, that? It's, so it's a new game. A new game? Okay. Yeah, it's a new game. Well, they did they um, did a, uh, a like a remaster of Turtles. They time. did do a remaster. That's right. My brother and this I did try like, playing that one. It was a little weird, but uh, it's not. It was same. still fun. Yeah, it's yeah, not the this, same. It's like a spiritual successor to that. Like it's definitely like pays homage. Like there's definitely like animations and kind of sound bits. Like yes, like from there. Yeah, it's like, retro. It's a retro version of the game. Yeah. And guess yeah, when yeah. it's coming out? Probably in spring. Twenty two. one of twenty twenty two. Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> there's nothing coming out then, so we're yeah, good. wide open. Um, but so when I was a kid, this game came out in 1991 and I remember, so growing up for about three or four years, we lived in Eastern Europe. My parents were missionaries over there. So we all lived in Budapest, Hungary. And so I was in my upper elementary years. Man, I can't we... imagine living in Budapest while you're starving. <laughs> let that Thanks. sit for a second. I'll, let <laughs> I'll be here all. All right, good. Um, <laughs> I told you, Norm McDonald, man, left a mark on uh, me. I love that. Oh, by the way. Yeah, that's terrible. McDonald, it was a very, very tragic loss. I love yeah. that he went out in his own terms though, and didn't let everyone like know about or ask him about his yeah. cancer for right. apparently years. He's been. Dead. I didn't even know he had yeah, cancer. Yeah, like nine, like, ten oh, years. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, props to him. He yeah. was he's a legend. Um. All right. So when we were living over there, keep in mind if you know your history at all, especially with Eastern Europe. I mean, Hungary was on the wrong side of the Iron Curtain, and so the Berlin Wall hadn't come down. So Hungary was in bad shape. That's all I'm saying. Mm. And so late 80s, moving into 90s, when it finally 
even had the capability of playing catch up. So it was a pretty, I bring up all that because when we lived over there, um, we lived in a bit of a rundown house. It, it was fine. We, we were happy as kids. We didn't know the difference. Looking back on it, it was like, dude, we, we were kind of right in the thick yeah. of it there. Hmm. And so we didn't have a video game system. I think we had an old Atari 2600. And then my older brother had gotten a Game Boy before uh-huh. we had left the States. Or maybe he got it. Maybe someone shipped one to him. So we would share his Game Boy. We would burn through but double A batteries real fast, you know. But we also had a subscription to Nintendo Power. We didn't know we were getting it like a month or two later than everyone else. But we friggin' loved the Nintendo Power magazine. Don't know if you guys yeah. ever got that. But um, that was one of our favorite magazines. That kept us connected to gaming. Yeah. And I remember starting to see the previews for Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time. And when we were, we knew we were heading back to the States and we were starting to map out, like, what are we going to buy? And we knew the Super Nintendo was coming out. Sure. And, uh, or had been out, but for us, it was like, we're finally going to be able to get one. So the short, I'll shorten this down just to say this game, I was pumped about from reading Nintendo Power for a long time and we finally got home i finally got to but it was like 80 bucks as games were back then yep yep and so i had to put it on my christmas list it was like one of the only presents i got that year because 80 bucks is a lot Uh, worth it but dude that game was so good i had to choose between that game and a game called magic sword and i'm glad i picked this one (laughs) not so great that sounds so generic magic sword like all right it was like a ripoff of golden axe basically um sure Anyway, just that that took me back that game, and I I really loved it. And the users of time is pr- pretty much just like different levels and different enemies that you fight. It's not like you activate some turtle time power. You just no. you finish a level, and then they go whoa, and they warp yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do travel to prehistoric times, but right, you yeah. time travel, but you don't hit like a button to travel. Right, now. right, right, right. Just going from level to level. Anyway, all right, time travel can be a cool mechanic in a game. It also can be a pretty lame one. What do you guys think? As we talk about stuff we're playing and watching, what do you think about the way that it's used in Deathloop, the newest game that's a PlayStation 5 console exclusive, well, at least for now? What do you think about the way they use the time travel mechanic in this game? Tim, I'm just going to go ahead and brag about how intelligent I am because uh, Jeff and everybody in our little thread seems to think this game is for super smart peoples. And, uh, you know, I'm just flying through this game. I'm, I'm, I know what's going on. I'm super smart. So... I don't know. I don't get what you guys mean by this game is for Stephen Hawking. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that smart. It's just there are some. It doesn't really. Uh, I'm sure there's some elements of it where it gives you hints and stuff, but it just drops you in the world and doesn't really hold your hand as much. What? Not so to the degree that like something more roguelike wouldn't hold your hand. So that's but what it, I. There are yeah. some hints. So that's I mean, what it does I like help about you, this. and it also doesn't. Like it's it's like it's like a roguelite, but it's not. It's a roguelite in the sense that like you are going through like these loops multiple times, but it's not so much like about the abilities necessarily. It's more yeah. about the information that you're getting. Yeah. You you find you have to scour the environment, much like a Fallout game or an Elder Scrolls. Um, scour the environment for items, but like information more importantly, because that's how you start to piece together, like basically ending the loop, because that's. Well, that's what you're trying to do. That's the you're, ultimate goal. You're cold and you're stuck in this loop and you're like, I don't want to be in this loop anymore. So that's kind of the the, the main thrust of the story. It's nowhere near um, as punishing as Roguelites that I've played. Um, no, it's no. not. And it's not like it takes you back to level one with no way to advance. Like a lot of Roguelites are pretty tough on you when you die. Yeah. And this one not only gives you a couple of like 
within the same level lives as it were like you get yeah, a couple yeah, of yeah. those right away from that but slab. also when you go through all of those it's still not that punishing in my opinion compared no. to others but and and you can you can uh, amass uh you know like extra guns and abilities by Those using the, that currency, the mm. residuum or residuum or however you pronounce yeah. it, I forget. Um, you use that to basically be like, I want to keep this uh, for future loops. And yeah. that's how you just kind of keep building on that. You're like, oh, I really like this particular uh, uh, attachment for, you know, X weapon. So like you <laughs> hold on to that um, or, uh, you know, the, the slabs, which are the abilities, like kind of teleport over here or like uh, throw an enemy with like telekinesis type of abilities. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, this game's like a combination of like a bunch of different things. Like I said, like I get kind of like Bioshock vibes, mm -hmm. a little bit of like the kind of Elder Scrolls fallout of like kind of, you know, searching the environments. The dialogue is like really snappy and pretty, oh, really man. funny. Dude, yeah. Juliana and Colt, just the, the way that they go back and forth is hilarious. Yeah. And like, just so you know, when you first start this game, you pick up on that right away. It's like, oh, they yeah. really delivered on not only the writing, but the performances. And if you've played a lot of games like we have there, I would say it's more often missed than hit when it comes yeah. to voice acting performances. You know how stingy I am about that. I get really like it, it. Not only do I like really need it there, like pretty much the whole time, but like I, yeah. it, it needs to be good for yeah. it to be believable and enjoyable. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, they know um, that even for the NPCs, I believe them when they're like, "That better not be Colt in there," or like, <laughs> "Yeah," when they're talking crap, it's just Dude. believable. It feels like these people are real people and not just yeah. reading a script. There was one that was like. Somebody's got to go check that out. Is anyone going to check that? Oh, I'm going to. Okay, I'm the. I'm going to go check that <laughs> yeah. out. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, you're going to come over here. And then I just freaking cut them with the video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was really and funny. It is a game that it's so obvious. I should have known this. I should have known it would be very, very stealth heavy because of the. it's from the Dishonored folks. Like I, I knew everything. Mm -hmm. I should have known this. But I guess from the overabundance of trailers, as we've whined about plenty in the past, it is so action focused. And I get why. Trailers aren't exciting if you show someone sneaking around. Not sure. like a lot, at least. And so you want to see action. You want to see someone jumping, launching through the air, stabbing folks through, turning around and blasting with the gun and some weird, you know, you get a nail gun early on with some silent headshots, all that kind of stuff. Um, and so I was expecting much more fast, frantic combat. Don't get me wrong. Fast and frantic happens as soon as you're spotted. Yeah. If you don't take out, especially the radio signaler, as soon as you can. Yeah, it's going to be fast and frantic for mm -hmm. a minute there. Yeah. Um, and so, but stealth is, in my opinion, at least so far in my experience, heavily rewarded in this game. Oh yeah. yeah. And at least in terms of advancement. Now, if you want to explore every, and by the way, the levels are fairly open area. They're pretty big, yeah. not massive, but they're pretty big. There's plenty to explore. There's plenty of air spaces that I haven't even seen because I've just gone to the next area. Cause I'm just trying yeah. to advance the story. You can stealth through a lot of it without too much trouble. If you have any kind of competent stealth skills and then sometimes it forces you to engage and that's fine and you can no. tag enemies too which helps so yeah what i really like about it is and i've always liked this this is what i like about the assassin's creed game this is why i don't like valhalla as much as some of the other assassin's creeds yeah is i love being able to use in those assassin's creed games you use your bird you fly above you tag everybody you plan out your attack and you go yeah of course in valhalla you can't tag anybody you can see them but it doesn't anyway but you this game uncharted let's... for doing that too and uncharted yeah. is a game that uncharted, didn't even need to do yeah. that yeah, yeah, that's right. Didn't need to do that at all. It's clearly an action game. Just go in and shoot him. Who cares? <laughs> but it but adds a level of strategy to it, right? Yeah. 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 So this game has that too. I like that a lot too. Um, 
in general, I think the combat feels pretty good. The guns feel pretty good. I haven't tried every gun, of course. I'm not even mm-hmm. close to getting every gun in the game. Um, but the ones I've tried, I think, feel pretty good. Uh, it doesn't that- seem like there's too many, to be honest. I could be wrong. Okay. But it doesn't seem like there's too, too many. Not borderline um, or anything crazy. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I love, it, it's so, it's so unique in, in the way that it does open the story or like progresses the story again, like going mm-hmm. through the loops. If, and if you're the kind of person who doesn't have patience, like doesn't like kind of doing the same thing over and over, like in, in any way, shape or form, then this game's probably not going to speak to you. Um, but whereas it's intrinsically tied to the story, because again, you need that information to unlock um, sort of where there's, so do we want to say like as far as the visionaries do we want to like give a little bit of a description of that or? i'd say stay stay as broad as you need to without yeah so yeah. visionaries people that you know are important to the story when you're finding the information it's giving you like the documents and stuff like where they're going to be at certain times um and then there's like basically like there was one part where there was like a machine i had to interact with which then caused one of those individuals to then be somewhere else. So if I didn't interact with that machine, they would have just stayed there. Because you're trying to accomplish your goal uh, before the loop is over. The loop is just one day long. Mm-hmm. And it's divided into four sections. So morning, what is it? Morning, afternoon, evening, night, basically. Yeah. Um, so you have to basically accomplish the all of the goals that you need to do. Have you revisited areas yet, Dan, at different times of day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is really cool because they change uh, in a lot of, not necessarily like the layout, of course, in some ways, but it's mostly the the enemies that are going to be present. adding stuff. And yeah. yeah, it's just, it's cool. They really do make each area feel different when you visit it at a different time of day. Like it looks like basically it's just like chaos has ensued when it's nighttime. Like just like yeah. this more spray paint everywhere and they, there's, yeah. there's this kind of like stuff all kind of like destroyed a little bit and mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So I really like that part of it. I think. Uh, I get vibes of something like Hitman, and we'll we'll give Hitman yeah. 3 a lot of love this year when it's time to talk about mm-hmm. best games of the year. But um, the whole Hitman trilogy, the newer Hitman trilogy that they've done over the last five years or so, I think they've just done a brilliant job of giving you, like it starts you at the same spot right at the beginning. This is where you are. You have hardly any clues for any paths to assassinate anybody. You have to start walking through and exploring. You have a general idea. They might let you highlight, okay, there's... There's the they highlight that person in red. I have to kill them, but they're like three stories away. And how am I mm-hmm. going to get up there and all that kind of stuff? And you got to figure that out. And the first time you play through each level in Hitman, this is the beauty of it. You might it might not be pretty. You might kind of no. stumble your way through it. You might yeah. be sprinting to the exit <laughs> by the end, and it's going to give you a bad score. But when you go back and revisit it, and now there's new avenues to take. Hey, I got a new a new uh, a disguise I can now use, or now I can enter through the kitchen in the basement or whatever. Yeah. It starts to open up all these different and honestly sometimes really funny and entertaining ways to eliminate enemies and ways to do it without anyone ever knowing you were even there. I mean, it's th- that game has a lot of those elements. Open area, tons of options. Dishonored did some of those same th- same things. And I think while Deathloop isn't necessarily meant to be a Hitman or even Dishonored game, it's meant to be something different. It has pieces of that where yeah. it, it rewards you for replaying and understanding the areas better as far as how you're supposed to progress through the game that's actually a pretty perfect uh comparison i would say Mm -hmm. for sure um yeah definitely so that's not going to be for everybody but i do think this game for what it's trying to be is absolutely 
it's just crushing it. Yeah. For for what it's trying to be, and that's the thing where it's 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 hard to to uh, get angry with the game because it's not what you would want it to be. Like it's mm-hmm. not meant to be a nonstop thrill ride first person shooter. Eventually, as you get as you unlock enough abilities and weapons, you might be able to play it more like that. I suppose yeah. I, I don't know, but that's not really what it's it's not Doom. That's not what it's supposed to be. Um, so I wouldn't get mad at it for not playing like Doom necessarily. So I know folks are like, this game is dumb. It wants me to like be sneaky and move slowly and. Like, yeah, that's what yeah. the game wants you to do. <laughs> so, Especially starting out. Yeah. When you're, and, when you're OP, and, then you can skate through it and just kill everybody. Right. And, and that's the thing, like run to the end. If you're if you're good at like taking cover and kind of like being like, all right, I got plenty of room behind me where I can kind of scoot back and like keep falling back and like shooting dudes, like that works too. Cause that happens to me. Yeah. Um, and boy, they will swarm you. So you better have room behind you. If you don't have yeah. room behind you, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but they so. They aren't, at least at the beginning, they aren't quite as relentless. You can kind of hide down certain hallways and then they'll eventually they'll eventually give up on you. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm overall really enjoying this game. I think it's really creative. Same. It's it's deserving, in my opinion, of all the praise that it's getting. I think it's yeah. great. I, I just want to, again, I just want to point out the entire time I kept saying it was going to be great. Skip. You did. I don't, I I don't remember any of that. I'm just not, not going to. Well, that's because you don't listen to anything I say. I tell you, you the end, ending of How I Met Your Mother is terrible. You don't listen. Yeah. <laughs> no, I hear you when you say that. You're just wrong. <laughs> I hear you. Okay, but I tell you, you metal is great. Much, you, know? you can't take too much credit for that because you say that about every Sony game that's about to come out. You're like, well, <laughs> I mean, this yeah, game's going to be amazing. Yeah, my room is blue. You've designated me the pony. Sackboy, guys. Sackboy. It's all about Sackboy. Nope, Nobody one... cares about Mario anymore. <laughs> we do know that if it was bad, you would actually say this is bad, but it's it is true. clearly not. It is it is an excellent, excellent game. I think uh, if you don't own a PlayStation 5 or a PC that's capable of running it, um, this will eventually come to Xbox, likely Game Pass. Yeah. Pro- probably give it a year. I would say next holiday you'll be able to play it. So if you're yeah. okay with being patient, um, hopefully people won't spoil it for you because there are some cool reveals that that happen and i'm glad i haven't been spoiled on those yet so i'm hoping i can get through it before i yeah i've had no spoilers on this which is great yeah yeah, yeah. um i'm playing a little more of tales of arise and i'm enjoying it it is uh it's not a game i expected to spend time on and here i am over 10 hours into it it does help that i've had most of this week off um i've been Me able too. to take oh you jerks or you i had the whole jerks. week off so I've had a lot of time to play this. I am this. sweating because I'm so behind on my freaking backlog of everything. <laughs> Games, movies, and shows. And y'all are like, oh, well, that's what you get for making fun of uh, uh, Tales of Arise. That's Jeff. it. I even played this game. I played the demo. Yeah, well, what'd you say about it, Jeff? Huh? What did you it say? Was, it's a JRPG. It yeah, sure what, else, what else did you say? Something about saw a sword something sword type of sword no i didn't say anything about that not about this (laughs) there was nothing there you know the the, this game really it shouldn't have grabbed my attention it shouldn't have like it's it is a jrpg and it's like but it does each element of its jrpg-ness really well we talked about it some last week but i just wanted to reiterate how much fun i'm having with it i do like as you add in other characters and the way that combos start unfolding in combat it is really cool um yes the boss fights are legit difficult, like even they the are. early on ones, like they don't mess around. Yeah. So uh, you cannot just run in and at least I'm playing it on the Xbox. So mesh, you can't yeah. just run in and hit RB to swing your weapon and yeah. every once in a while hit your face buttons. You have to plan out who's like, what's the attack going to be? You have to make sure you have the right, because I had to heal a lot. So you have to like plan yeah. out that. And 
it is not easy. And it's also not a straight up action game where once you learn how to block and parry, you're good to go. It's not like Witcher or even the newer Assassin's Creed where you can just hit, you can just wait for that, that very noticeable animation and then either block or dodge. Nope. It yeah. doesn't work like that. It's actually, in my opinion, quite difficult to properly dodge and block. Uh, the the enemies are it can be quick, especially if like it's like a group of them really close together, and you're not quite catching what one of them is about to do when you're focusing on like the one next to it, so to speak. A few um, of them have obvious tells, like the wolves, their eyes light up before they attack and stuff like that. Yeah. But some of the other ones, like they'll do a quick attack out of nowhere and they'll knock you down, and then they'll do some jumping slam move on you. You're like, um, <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, I overall I really like it. I like the challenge of it too. Although I'm afraid that if I get pulled away from it for any length of time, going back into this game mm. would be pretty tough because there's a lot to juggle. It reminds me of the Xenoblade games. It's Those aren't nearly as action-oriented, don't get me wrong. Sure. But it reminds me of those in that it's a very complex battle system. And when I stopped playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2, I never finished that game. And I went back to it, like, all right, I'm ready to go finish this game now. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, that seemed way more complicated, to be honest. It, it was. It was yeah. way more complicated. But I still think this one would be a little bit yeah. of a hill to climb. But I mean, I do like it a lot. We talked about voice acting. I think they deliver. I yeah. do think the main female character, you know, it's kind of a duo of two Shion. main characters. Yeah, Shion. I think. And Alfin. She's a little difficult to like uh, at times. So, yeah. <laughs> but otherwise, I, otherwise, I like all the characters. It's typical. Honestly, it's like typical anime nonsense. There's something going on that we just don't know yet, which is why she has an edge to her, um, which involves that like sort of, you know, thorn curse thing that she's got going on. Right. Um, and once the story starts opening up, then, you know, she'll melt our hearts. I'm sure she'll melt our hearts. Yeah, it's just Sounds weird, terrible. And you by the way, terrible. they have all these optional conversations <laughs> you can have either while you're exploring, you can hit the right bumper to activate a conversation uh, or at the campfire. If you missed any of those, you don't have to worry about it. Yes. You revisit any of those that you might have missed, which I thought was nice because I did miss um, them. I think those are pretty great. Like they're really good character connection moments between all kinds of different combo yeah. people. There's a lot There's a lot going on there. Sometimes I do kind of just want to go through an area, um, even though I do like the dialogue, because like sometimes they'll throw a couple of the skits at you. And I'm yeah. like, all right, just give me a second. I kind of want to just go through this area and fight some stuff right now. I mean, you can technically not do the conversation, do a, a few fights, and then, to, like, I don't know. It just Sometimes it just seems like they're throwing too much at you. Yep. It is a lot. Um, it is a lot. But, um, yeah, I, um, I'm i 25 hours into it. So I finished the – so the area that's in the demo, which is uh, El de Menencia, which is the most beautiful area out of the three beginning ones for sure. So uh, a lot of – green lush environments the cliffs are just really detailed like i explained before um so i finished that storyline and that one was really cool because like the first two areas you kind of like they kind of basically conclude the same way as far as like the lord that you have to deal with in those areas and the third one's a little bit different so like i liked that that it wasn't just like oh you did you're doing the same thing like with each mm. with each area um and now at this point i have all of the party members i'm pretty sure I don't think there's any other people that that join us. I could I could be wrong, um, but I'm pretty sure I have the whole. At cast. least as far as like the general marketing and images have shown you, you've got everybody. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it just it gets it gets really, um, especially with the second area when you're fighting that lord. That storyline is really really cool and dark, like uh, definitely very, a lot of very personal. I'm actually towards the end yes. of that second area right now. Okay. That's where I am and. Very it's really personal, dark, right? Very, very personal. Yeah, very dark, very personal yeah. story. 
um, some moments that I was like, okay, JRPG making me feel things. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you got <laughs> you got it's not all of it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. And but. then the third area is kind of like it, it it sort of flips it flips things on its head a little bit of like what were you expecting with the first two areas? Um, yeah. so then it kind of plays off of that a little bit because you're you're expecting it to kind of the events that are occurring in the first two you know areas. Yeah, you, you're kind of expecting that. So, um, but yeah, I, I really, yeah, I like it as well. The the combat is really cool. I do like that each character that you get, they introduce like, so when you, when you do the kind of assist move, when they hop in, when you're hitting the directional pad for whichever character you have in there, um, they're not just simply coming in to do an attack. Like they actually have a purpose sometimes. Yeah. Um, like if you're fighting an enemy and they're about to like cast a spell and you see the little purple, uh, purple circle filling up uh, on top of them. If you have, um, uh, shoot, what's her face? The one that does the magic. Rinwell. Yeah, Rinwell, thank you. Um, if you summon her in, she'll basically um, cut them off so then they yeah. don't actually unleash their spells. Because so things she like also that. gets interrupted too, so she's able to yes. do that. So yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, they, I, I like that they actually have like an element of uh, strategy to them. And they they explain that every time you get the new character, they're like, "This is what they're the kind of ability." Yeah, but some does. of the stuff I don't quite get, and maybe there's a major gameplay element that I'm I've been missing this whole time. Okay. But it told me it told me how I can charge up Renwell's magic, for example, and then store it without casting it till later. So how do I'm, I do that? Do I control her? I didn't know I can switch. Do I well, switch over? Yeah. So it's funny. I didn't realize this until probably like I don't even know like ten hours into the game. That's Tim, where I am right now. <laughs> So when you hold, um, is it L2, I think? Yeah, or or is it L1? I forget. Whichever trigger button you you hold down to then sort of unleash them, um, you basically switch. You'll see a little red flag next to the their little portrait on the corner there, and you basically pre- press the directional button for which character you want to switch to. Uh, so you can switch them actively in the battles. Yes. Because um, they give me some mini tutorials on, like, with Shion's gun and shooting and stuff. I'm like, why would right. I need to know that? She's doing yeah, all yeah. that herself, isn't she? Yeah. But I oh, haven't I haven't yeah. honestly actually done that. I've kind of basically been playing it as like I'm Alfin and just yeah. these are just kind of my characters, you know, beside me that are doing the their thing. So well the game is okay with you doing that. Yeah. And it also is okay with you letting it control everything if you want. Yes. Exactly. So um, anyway, let's move on. I had to take a break from that game briefly because I wanted to try and maybe even make fun of the most indie game of the year, and that was the Artful Escape. But instead, <laughs> I tried and got hooked on and completed yeah. in two sittings the Artful Escape. But Jeff, I know you, you're the one who started playing this game. You started this, and uh, you made me try it. And when <laughs> yes. I, so I wanted to see your thoughts on this before I say anything about it. So I don't know, if Dan, if you've played it. Yeah, I'm um I'm at the part where I'm customizing an outfit. I'll say okay, that. Okay, nice. Uh, I don't know yeah, how far that is. You're, you're good. You got like three fourths left. Then you're Jeff, almost done. Okay. You, I think, talked about this last week briefly, but what do you think about it now that you finished it, and what yeah. do you think about this game? Well, I was like a fourth, a little bit over a fourth away through it when I talked about it last week, and then uh, I, I, you know, resolved to get halfway through it because that's a good stopping point while I finish Life is Strange because Life is Strange was the priority. I needed to finish that game because it had its hooks in me. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just God. It's just one of the most gorgeous freaking games. It really is. <laughs> yeah, man. It, unbelievable visuals and yeah. environments. Um, 
And, and it gets more beautiful taller. when you play your guitar. Like you can just yeah. walk through it, or you could play your. You just hold square or. or that music is begging you to play X. guitar, though. Like X, sometimes, yeah. you know, with the uh, with, with. I didn't with, stop with the whole the time. I was holding X as much as I could. Same I here. Like, I want to play here. more music. Especially with some areas where, like the the guitar would trigger, like um, sometimes it would trigger a light show or fireworks yep. or something like yep. that. That's like when it's like, oh, this is awesome! Oh my gosh, dude! When you go sliding down, like. Okay, what about those moments when you get to kind of freewheel it and you got five notes to pick from? Yeah, There's those are funny to me. Three moments or so in the game where you're kind of yeah. you're on a, mo- a moving object of some kind and you're moving through an environment and you get to just kind of play. Yeah. yeah. So I know that- I know I did this because I remember jamming out with friends and each of us taking turns trying to like do our own solo. Like, all right, here's our three <laughs> or four chord progression we're going to do. And then you just go. I yeah. felt like it kind of brought me back to those feelings where what i was, was really funny about that is that it's quite literally five notes the yeah. entire. so <laughs> i'm it's not even it's not even a good guitar solo because it's just five notes so like i'm as a joke i'm just like mashing y or something just so you can he's just doing one note over and over again you know you can hit them a couple at the same time to make more yeah and that's what makes it like a harmony yeah 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 and that sounds really cool when you do that um yeah those moments are really rad and uh I love any time there's like a, a final battle, which we've covered this before. It's just Simon Says. Um, that's yeah. the main mechanic, I guess, when you have a final battle. But anytime there's like a final en- battle enemy that comes in, um, or whatever you want to call them, they're not really enemies. Right. They're just people that want to jam with you. But the like show, the basically. freaking creature designs are just yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. the Tastemaker looks incredible. Who is I think that's who is voiced by Lena Headey yeah, from uh, yeah. Game of Thrones and stuff. And um, in the final uh, butterfly-looking thing, it looks like Mothra a little bit, but yeah. there's like a little more details in the, in the final person. Who's You'll... the floating brain dude that you made towards the beginning? I forget his name. Um... Oh, that's Jason Schwartzman. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. I can't remember the name, but that's like the uh, Lightman's uh, ally or yes. something. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His, his like kind of assistant to the ship. I think. Yeah, dude, that guy has some hilarious dialogue. Oh yeah, like, he just yeah. says some ridiculous, absurd stuff. Yeah, I like, I like Violet that. is great too. The voice yeah. actors they cast for the main two people. I don't main know three who they people, are. I guess. Good. Like uh, like Violetta and the main character. Um, uh, I can't Francis. remember his name now. Francis, thank you. I don't know their names like those actors at all, but but yeah. I know that uh, Lightman was played by Carl Weathers and he did freaking amazing. Yeah, oh, really? Like nobody was phoning it in. Yeah, yeah he could have, but he actually I was like he was believable and likable in yeah. that role. It was. I yeah. felt bad. For him, like, yeah, his journey. Like I just yeah. felt uh, he just sold. I don't know. He sold that whole emotion well. Dude, how do you crazy. what do you think about the uh, and they're throughout every level. There are these alien characters that have no arms but are always dancing, like shaking their hips. Like, <laughs> yeah, their hips dude. <laughs> so funny. Just gyrating. Just gyrating. Yeah. My favorite level is uh, it's definitely the fashion one, which Dan is about to get to, where oh, like okay. you dress up and then you nice. go to this level and everybody's just disgusted with you it's and you're just running hilarious. through playing guitar while they're shouting at you. It's so funny. It's right. the leader All starts right. getting mad at you. Like that's really funny. <laughs> it's really funny. Well, it's and not even that funny. It's just too. it's more like. It's the irony of all. It's just very, very. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I respect, too, that it's about a gen like it's, you know, uh, psychedelic drug visuals aside. It's there is a story going on here about a Bob Dylan type person uh, trying to become a David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust, basically. And I just I love that. I love that. Trying to find a musical identity person. But his his 
family was and everyone's expecting yeah. him to be. So he's yeah. dressing like it. He's acting like it. But he's like, I don't think this is who I am. And I love that. I yeah. like the, I'm whole, not a... the whole idea of trying to get to the, your creative core, like really yeah. find what inspires you. And they give hints of it at the beginning. When you're walking through town, it's a very oh, yeah. town, by the way. There's no place called Calypso in Colorado that looks like that. I can confirm. Yeah. But <laughs> you're walking through this town, and some people, someone will say something to you, or you'll look at a book. You you pick a book or something, and all of a sudden you'll have this like little psychedelic epiphany. He says, "I just yeah, had yeah. An epiphany." So there's little hints that like you're probably not the. And at the beginning, it's like hold X to play a song about the struggle of miners or whatever. I mean, you get yeah, yeah you pretty oh. much get immediately that he's like he's playing music that isn't him it's not him and right, i yeah. kind of found and maybe it's because i'm just not a musician and i just to me it's just like i'm gonna do what i want to do so screw all of you i don't really care but like i find i find myself in in the story sometimes be like dude just do what you want to do like just go ahead and be who you want to be but he just keeps having this struggle and it's like i don't know i guess i just don't get that i think a lot of artists struggle one of their biggest weaknesses is the need for affirmation from others not all mm. and some of the best don't care about that but a lot of us speaking for myself at least i no, I I'm, the really, same, I'm the same. Way. I really struggle okay. with that. Like, I yeah. want maybe not a certain person. Maybe it's a group of people. Maybe it's a certain style. Like, I want a person who's good at this or thinks this yeah. about other things. I want them to like what I'm doing. Jeff, yeah, you want people, really? musicians you respect to be like, Jeff, dude, yes. Yeah, that was good stuff. I want you to do what you want to do, Jeff. You be you, okay? You do. That's what extremely you want. difficult, especially nowadays. <laughs> I mean, just do it, Jeff. Just do what you want to do. And I just mean musically speaking. Well, I mean, that's a whole different philosophical conversation just existing that way. But uh, <laughs> yes, but sure. musically speaking, um, I was kind of doing the thing that Francis was doing when I started out, um, where I was just kind of like, well, I have an acoustic guitar. So what else am I going to play? I'll just play. It's not folk music. I'm not singing. I'm not singing stories or like love songs and stuff. But I didn't know what what else was I gonna do. I'll just do the John Mayer, Jason Mraz thing. I'll just do the thing that everybody expects me to do with an acoustic guitar. Sure. And it wasn't until last year that I was like, or earlier this year, that uh, I I even had three songs completely done, um, and they were just like rock songs with guitar, and we were they were done. Like I just hadn't recorded vocals yet. And when we were supposed to do vocals, I said, I think I want to scrap all this and just make them pop songs. Like I think it would just be really fun to make these rock songs and the pop songs like it just sure. so i've had that journey maybe again not as much psychedelic drug use sure zero not of as it, much actually. not as <laughs> much zero of it in fact because i'm yeah. super straight edge and boring and basic um <laughs> but uh <laughs> uh but uh yeah that that was like that was my journey that uh, I don't know, there were parallels between the journey of Francis. So you yeah. should relate to this game in more yeah. ways than just the yeah way that I haven't. He def was able to define his persona too, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. a whole other level of showmanship. I liked that, that too. Consider. You had options. You were like, "Here's my yeah. name," and then here's yeah. my history. <laughs> What'd you guys go with? Planet I'm from. What did you guys go with? As far as your name, do you know? Yeah, yeah, but it just is a little guitar solo for my name every time they say. Oh, it. right. Yeah. But what did you? What did you fill in like oh. yourself? Delusional. So I did everything. I did everything kind of like sun themed. So I did soul okay. S O L as my name. So I'm the exquisite okay. soul. And then everything Ooh. from my outfit to everything else was like, right. Yeah. Like space mine was the delusional Trebmeyer. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Sometimes when I type names, I don't know where I'm going to go with them. Like it yeah. just comes out and I'm like, this is a stupid name. And I just think dumb names are funny. Um, so I picked that and then my outfit is just the dumbest looking outfit I could possibly find. <laughs> Some dumb so outfits. It's I love yeah, it's easy to look stupid in that game. So uh yeah, it's 
I've, I love that whole persona aspect because that's a whole element of musicianship that pe- a lot of people like me don't consider. Yeah. Like, how do I go on to present myself on stage? Do I want to be remembered for that and the music or just just let the music speak for itself? Like, because, I mean, that's it's an easy way to make people not care, is it? especially for music doesn't really sound motivated by anything real. Yep. I don't know. True. So, yeah, I appreciated that aspect of establishing a persona because that's the hardest part of being a musician. Dan, what's your musician name? I am the Ethereal Dragon Slayer. I like that. Wow. That's good. That's epic. Yeah. That, well, that's what I go for. I mean, I'm no very subtlety. metal. So. I love it. I'm very, very metal. <laughs> Didn't you like the incorporation of all the just really epic rock? Like, it just sounds... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, like so Je- Jeff said, it was kind of like Rush, right? Like a Rush album. Or, co- or like Coheed and Cambria a little bit, right? Like, at some yeah. parts, like... It's like it's a just, concept album of a game. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just so it's, it's so just cool. wait till you get to some of the finale moments too, Dan. Like they take it to the next level and it just keeps yeah. getting bigger and bigger. I don't know. I, I love it. I, I thought that game yeah. was fantastic. That game is one that I should have hated. The trailer made me go like not gonna like this. Dude, when I brought it up <laughs> on this podcast, I was ridiculed. <laughs> granted, <laughs> granted, it was probably because Derek was hosting and then everybody kind of <laughs> easy it was easy to pile on. Uh, but I was definitely ridiculed because when you looked at screenshots and I described it to people, they were just like, this is just indie trash that everybody makes fun this of on purpose. This is indie like, gold is what this is. This yeah. is a good one. This is a really good. Yeah. If you have X- Xbox Game Pass, dude, play this game. What it'll, are you doing? Yeah, it'll be up there for best visuals, I think, when we do the debate for sure. Because really, it's, really it's like at the it. front of my mind for it. Well, I think people would bust your balls because it's not even like that you're necessarily playing anything. You're kind of just That's the thing. The forward. gameplay is not what i'm going to be talking about at all yeah when it comes to this game. but so, exactly. but and we'll talk about it at game of the year time but in its defense its gameplay also isn't bad it's kind of satisfying no yeah it is yeah, yeah. that's true it was it's it was very nice simplistic palette. listen i'm playing tales of arise and death loop and i'm playing all these very complex games and yeah. then i get to play this and i literally got to just lean back with my headphones on and just soak that's, it in. That's what I love about they did that on purpose, so you soak in the yeah. visuals and mm-hmm. and his the character's like, journey. Oh, what button you have to hit? Just hold an X and then jump every once in a while yeah. and there's a pit. You know. Oh, by the way, if you fall in the pit, it'll just reset you like two seconds before that. Yes. Yeah, yes. and you can still solo. That's fine. You're not going to lose your... Keep, keep soloing <laughs> while you die. That's, yeah. Dude, every video game from here on out needs to have that or like you're you're automatically like... <laughs> Playing I'm, Last of Us and you're like walking around with a guitar. <laughs> How did they hear me? <laughs> Listen, speaking of indies, I started playing Eastward, which just came out this week as well. Uh, I'm a sucker for anything that looks like a really high-quality Super Nintendo or even early PS1. Yeah. Uh, when, I, when I first saw the trailer for this, I kind of thought, like, oh, this looks like you know old-school NES. But then the closer I looked at it, I was I like, this is really detailed. No, yeah, there's a lot of detail. I'm surprised. And, it, I mean, it looks more 1632-bit. Of course, with today's standards, it's way more than that. Like, the stuff that they've put in there is really, really impressive. But this is... Just straightforward, a Zelda type of a game. Like you even got hearts in the bottom. You you have areas that you'll have to wait till you at least at the beginning you get bombs. You know, you see you get bombs, you can unlock certain areas. There's a even a wall that if you look at it closely, you see a crack in it. So you put the bomb there and you can get yeah. a. Yeah. Oh a my god. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Unlockable areas with new equipment. Um. Now I gotta go through the entire map again. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um. But. Also, it includes multiple characters, and there's yep. more people that will join the fray, and you get a chance to. Oh, besides so, like the dad-looking character and the girl. It, yeah, it is an oh, action. Okay. It's an action adventure game. I will not call it RPG unless they introduce more things later. It's a Zelda-like action adventure game where yes, okay. you have inventory, and you can, you'll eventually get more kind of abilities, and you can, 
improve stuff that way but it's not you don't like no level up you're not going no. through a skill tree There's no skill tree yeah yeah so it's very zelda like in that way also every conversation you can walk around and talk to folks there's plenty of chances to explore and talk to people mm -hmm. the dialogue is really funny and there's actually little mini storylines if you talk to them every time that you're free between story moments their story progresses yeah like for example i watched the 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 rise and fall of my neighbor i forget her name but she's very much a karen type character who's like really mad at everybody but she's like in love and the like one that hates men yeah, but yeah. She, except for this one man, but then things don't go right, and then anyway, then she hates then she hates everyone after that. Anyway, yeah. um, really cleverly done, and the the visuals are really great. I've already fought a few bosses. They were again a little bit Zelda like. Not I don't want to. It's only made by three people, by the way. I looked this oh, up. Wow. That is impressive. That's three why it friends, took so long. Three friends from Shanghai made this game, hmm. wow. and so there's a couple of elements to that. One, the the complexity that they've gotten here is incredibly impressive. But also, it, it allows me to not be like, hey, how come these boss fights aren't quite as intricate as when I played Zelda? Well, that's because I didn't have, you know, dozens yeah. and hundreds of people working on it. It had three. And so I'm, I'm okay with some of the simplicity of a couple of the boss fights that I've been sure. through so far. Me but too. I'm incredibly impressed with the, again, I'll say, like, I think I said it for uh, Tales of Arise. No, was it Tales of Arise? Whatever game I was talking about with the localization. Oh, Mario and Luigi ah. Partners in Time. The localization is really good. Like, the dialogue is... It doesn't feel like someone just ran it through Google Translate and there's some hits or misses. Like it feels really yeah, good yeah. to me at least. It does. Um, as I'm reading through it. So uh, I love this game so far. I think it's great. Your main protagonist is totally silent, but everyone talks to him as if he's talking back to them, which is great. Yeah. Okay. It's very uh -huh. aware of that part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I respect the game for not treating very, me stupid for it. Very like being Link, basically. Yeah. Where People talk to him all the time. I love when he walks around, he has his hands in his pockets. Like he's just so, he's a casual. He's <laughs> just a try hard casual. He's just chilling. Yep. Uh, I, I he, yeah, he's just bit chilling of like until he of, puts the pan in his hand, basically. Uh, City of Ember. Do you guys ever watch that movie or read that book? Uh-uh. No. Um, a little bit similar there where you've got this underground town that's scared about anything above ground. Mm. And then also has a tyrannical mayor who okay. is very power hungry. So it's got a little bit of a similar setup that there. Interesting. almost directly copying that. Because, yeah. like, mining is, like, the big industry there. Yes. Hmm. Although the city of Ember, especially because my wife has actually, does she listen or read through? I forget that series, however far it's gone so far. The follow-up is very different. Okay. Mm. This game appears to be going a different direction. But the, the premise is very, very similar. Um, some of the visuals, even at certain moments, gave me Secret of Evermore vibes. In a good way. I loved the vibes of Secret of Evermore back That's in the day. That's pretty great. Um, of course, way more detailed and modern looking comparatively, yeah. but still cool. Yeah. The, the animation looks great. Um, the puzzles are super simple. Again, don't expect to go in there and see some intricate thing that you're going to have to yeah. study. Like, it's, very, it's very much move this thing onto the switch or connect yeah. these wires in order to activate that door. Like it's, yeah, you don't feel, you're not like gratified, like you feel like a genius when you f complete a puzzle or something. It's just like, oh, okay, Dude, I'll just move this that's thing. Why, that's why I love like But stuff. I'm all right with that. The Resident yeah. Evil games just still nail that, like, like that find aspect the one as far here. as... There it is. Yeah, find the thing for the puzzle, or, like, then you find this item to unlock this area. Like, I I loved those elements about, like, old Super Nintendo, like, kind of early PS1 games. Metroid did the same thing. Yeah, yeah you know? Just that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah, Resident Evil, of course, even did that in, in Resident Evil Village this year, where it's like, I just need to find the lever so I can pull this crank to get down yeah. this elevator. Oh, look, right behind this boss I have to fight, there's a lever on the ground. Yep, nice. yep. Life is strange, uh, <laughs> at least a new one. I can't remember this being in two, but at least a new one has a lot of those elements where, like, it just rewards exploring. 
Yeah. And it helps you totally solve a different side story puzzle that right. you're trying to piece together. Yeah. I exactly. love when games do that, man. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't make, don't make it too complex. Just put, like, a little Easter egg in there, and I'll find it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. another one that I was going to download, I still might, because it looks like something my kids and I might play together over the weekend just to... Just to play around with a little bit is I am fish. Did you guys try yeah. I am fish? I, I, saw, I saw the trailer. It, it looks, looks it looks goofy. silly. Is it yeah, fun? It's silly. Uh, it's a little challenging because you spend a lot of time in a fishbowl, and the the <laughs> physics of rolling around in a fishbowl is very challenging. I died a sure, lot. Sure, sure, Because uh, that thing does. You can even see it crack progressively if you bump up against something a little too hard. But especially if you fall off the edge of something, it just shatters and your. I mean, is just... this is Finding Dory the game, right? <laughs> Basically. Yeah. It's, yeah, pretty much. Or Nemo, whatever, because he looks like yeah. Nemo. Uh, sure. So, uh, yeah, but and the animation doesn't look bad. Like, for being a game called I Am Fish, <laughs> you you expect the animation to look really kind of terrible. And, it sounds and like a mobile game. Play honestly. terrible, but yeah. it actually looks, I'm playing it on PC, and it looks pretty good. Like, it's not, like, amazing, but it looks pretty good. Surprisingly good, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, and uh, it just depends on your patience for rolling around in a fishbowl, because that is a... <laughs> When you swim, it's great. Like, oh, cool. Swimming is fun. Um, but uh, yeah, there's just not much to it because each it's it's kind of like it's kind of like you're racing a clock, and uh, each time you finish a level, it ranks how you, how well you did based on time and deaths. Um, so it's and then you move on to the next level. So it's just you're trying oh. to find your friends, and there's really not much to it. Yeah, you're trying. Uh, you're like a bunch of fish trying to escape together, basically, right? Escape no, the, the fish, uh, you were hanging out with four fish at the beginning in a fish tank, and then three of them were scooped up, and you don't know where they went. You just assume they went, because you're a fish and you're dumb, uh, I guess. Okay. You assume they went into the ocean, so you're trying to go to the ocean and find them. It is very Nemo-like, but yeah. it's just the inside of the dentist's right. office side of things. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's where you start. And then you're I mean, that premise, the premise you're is escaping on rooftops, and, and it, some of the <laughs> scenarios that you're rolling around. And there's a part where you get in, inside of the, like a mopping, whatever you want to call those things that mops are, yeah mop container where like the water is sitting in and you're just rolling around and the janitor's chasing you hey oh you're back gosh. here it's so freaking stupid uh yeah, that, but that it's premise fun. sounds really funny and you know yeah. it's fun it, it almost sounds like because i was going to ask if either you're playing the new WarioWare. it sounds like a premise from yeah. WarioWare minigame to be honest with you yeah. like you are a yeah, fish that's... escape you just need to crash your bowl off the Dude, edge of the counter go wario the WarioWare games are like I don't even know, man. It's Are just... either of you playing Get It Together? Have you tried yeah. it? I yeah, my wife, has, yeah. My wife and I, um, we we completed like the main story, but then very oh, okay. much very much like and it's it's actually pretty short, disappointingly, but that is, but it, a, is it exclusively co op? No. I don't think the so. Campaign? Oh, okay. I don't think so. Um because I do want to play it. I was just like, I just don't know if I could I, get it. I could be wrong though. I'd have to let you know. I'll let okay. you know. Um but like just like in a typical Mario fashion, there is a bonus secret world. So when the story ended, then something happened. It was like, oh, we got to go back. Like, um, but yeah, it's, you know, if you've played the WarioWare games before, you, you get the gist of the, the complete insanity that the mini games are. Yeah. How this one's a little bit different, though, is like, so when you're going through the story, you're finding sort of like Wario and his crew, like each character individually. And then you learn what their like unique ability is. So like the way that they move is different from one another. Um, some of them kind of only like attack left whereas the other character like the there's the two little girls that are like ninjas and one ba- they basically just bounce up and down the entire time but one throws ninja stars left one throws ninja stars right 
So like there's just very unique like sort of ways that they do things. So when you're using that character in that mini game, you kind of have to compensate for that. Be like, oh, this character kind of does things differently than everyone else. So you have to take that into account. But it's really fast. The mini games are super fast. So yeah, yeah, it's it's really hectic. Um, okay. But it's it's definitely super fun. It's it's goofy as hell. It's more um, WarioWare. Yeah, it's just more WarioWare. Just a little more specific as far as the characters in the mini games. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's fun. If you like the other ones, you I think you'd like this one too. So, you know, I've the, never uh, played. I've never played any of these. So I, you know, uh, or if this is only the second one, I've I never would say played... it's more fun co-op for sure. I feel like oh, okay. I played the one on DS. I think that one I never played. Then that's I never I did GameCube and I think there was a Wii what, Wii U. Or the Wii? I forget. I think it was the Wii, maybe. Okay. It was either DS or maybe it was even a Game Boy Advance one. But anyway, I remember playing a handheld one, I thought, um, at one point. Um, but yeah, they're, uh, they're from what I've seen, very wacky looking mini games. Nintendo's all about yeah. the mini games this year, man. Between WarioWare, then they got Mario Party coming out, and then Big yeah. Brain Academy, Brain vs. Brain in December. Brain vs. Brain. So you'll have plenty of mini games on your Switch uh, this holiday season. Real quick, wanted to mention, I'm trying out Valheim, although I haven't Valheim. I haven't gotten to experience a lot of the content from their update yet, um, but I have some, like specifically the recipes. So Valheim, of course, still in early access, just released their first major update with how crazy popular it got uh, early this year. They had to sideline a lot of their plans in yeah. order to just do bug squashing and improve the overall and keep patching it little by little. So they feel like they've caught up with most of that stuff, and now they're leading, ma- releasing major content updates. We're probably another... I'm going to guess year and a half, two years from the game being like 1.0 officially launched. That's my guess. Um, Go ahead. Tim, I did did not respond to when you had mentioned it in the thread, but hey, if you're playing, just let me know, dude. I'll hop in. I know we haven't played together in a while, but... Well, our our, uh, server's still up and going, so you're welcome to jump in anytime. But yeah, I am playing some... Played some this week, of course, having some time off work. I did a few things, but not again, not a lot. Um, In in terms of like using the... There's some new items there's some new things you can craft there's new ways okay. to craft things okay. uh, f- food works a lot differently now oh, and there, really? are, there are even a couple of not just not a ton but a few new weapons um so how's food how's food differently now uh instead it really focuses either on health or on stamina so it okay. wants you to kind of pick a lane like do you want to be more of a tank type character and you're and they, they change the way tower shields work almost completely okay but they're very much where you can get in there and kind of let the enemies take swings at you with your tower shield. Mm. And um, anyway, so they, they allow you to pick and choose. If you do a lot of building, eat all your stamina food, because in that way you can just craft and build away without worrying yeah. about stuff. But um, anyway, it's pretty cool. I, I like what they've got so far. There are some things that I think I won't discover until I go out exploring again, because there are some elements they've said that, unless you want to be spoiled, uh, just start exploring your area again. Or st- they recommend starting a new world, because... Mm. If you've uncovered a lot of yours, um, it might not. It's only going to load some of the new stuff into places that haven't had the fog removed yet. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. So, anyway, uh, very cool what they've done there. Um, I also played a little bit of Origami 2, and this is not a paper folding. I forgot thing. to. Origami. Uh, so, I played a little bit of this today because I wanted to make sure we at least mentioned that it's now out. It's on Game Pass. So you can go give it a try. Um, my general thoughts on it is this is, I mean, this is just, as soon as you fire it up, you'll see this. Oh, this is a swimming in sevens game. And that's exactly where it lands. Mm. And that's fine. If you if you are listening, you don't know what I mean by that or watching. <laughs> don't know what I mean by that. Basically, I acknowledge that this is objectively not 
some amazing game of the year candidate type of a game. Um, it's also not doing much new, but it, it does what it's trying to do well enough. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look good. No. Uh, so I'm playing it on PC and I've got all the settings as high as I could possibly go. And <laughs> like, even when your character first wakes up, he's like laying on the ground in the grass and it's just flat, very kind of blocky oh. looking ground. Jeez. And the grass is just like flat on the ground. <laughs> oh no. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. So they didn't want to, <laughs> didn't want to invest in that. I see. Got it. Um, and that's fine. Cause to me, the visuals looked like a 360 game, maybe an early yeah. last gen game. But the characters look fine. The animations look pretty good. And it's not really about looking amazing. It's all about stealth. The stealth is pretty satisfying. Nothing you've never done before, though. Hide in the tall grass. I mean, jump out and sneak someone, hide, you know, and, and sneak kill someone, hide their bodies. Here's the problem this game. The first game had the advantage of not no one had ever played Ghost of Tsushima before. Right. I was literally going to. Yeah. Yeah. But now everyone's played Ghost of Tsushima and right. this feels pretty low uh, yeah. quality comparatively. So combat solid. Right yeah, it really did. Combat solid. But again, it's it's easy, pretty easy to die. Number one, which so same with games like Ghost, but um, it's just not as fun. I do like the grapple feature. You can grapple to edges of buildings and fences and stuff really quickly, yeah. which reminds me of Assassin's Creed Syndicate. If you guys ever played that one in London, yep, when you yep, can kind yep. of grapple quickly, um, reminds me of that a little bit. Um, but it's very mission based. So you get through the opening area, then you get to kind of this main, yeah, it's a main hub, I guess I would say. Um, and then that's where you can upgrade your equipment, you can take on new missions, you can buy new gear and all that stuff. Um, and then you go on a mission and then it grades you on it. You could try it again if you want. So, so it's, it's a little bit of that mission. It's not really, it, it's very linear because the, the areas are not very big. Yeah. So, and again, the draw distance is pretty poor. Like it gets oh, foggy. Man. It gets foggy without going too far. I was like, okay. <laughs> um, it's not, it's not a game. You're going to take a lot of screenshots. I of. mean, <laughs> yeah, at, at this at this point, like you said, and I was going to say it, like Ghost of Tsushima has basically set the standard for a samurai game. Um, whether you whether it's open world or not, and at this point, even like Ubisoft, like we, people have been saying for years, where the hell is there the feudal Japan Assassin's Creed game? And now it's like, is there even Why a do point? You need one? Yeah, yeah. Like, is there um, even a point? Like, you know, what's funny too is not just the main Ghost of Tsushima game, but their Legends DLC that they put out last yeah. year, and they recently even added more to. That feels like it does everything you would want an Aragami game to do. Because it's trying to do some very similar things. It's mission-based. Pick the mission and go try to get a better grade on it to, you know, improve your gear. If you like that loop, go play Legends. Yeah. <laughs> go play yeah. Ghost of Tsushima Legends. because Which they're going to sell separately, I believe. Yeah. So it's... Uh, actually, just buy the whole game and then play Legends. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh, I, I had to say this about it, too, though. The dialogue is all in Japanese, which is fine. It's cool. And the subtitles, though... Speaking of localization, that's the theme of this episode, apparently. It's so bad. This does look <laughs> like Google Translate was involved at some point. Oh, man. Because there's a conversation you're having with the character as he's showing you around the hub. And he's trying to he, he goes from place to place. And I remember one spot, and specifically, he says something about, he's trying to tell you this is where the training is. And he said, and this is a house in the town. We will continue inside. <laughs> <laughs> This is a house in the town. That's what he said? That's what this old wise guide just said to me? I love it. This is a house in the town. We'll continue inside. I love it. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway. That actually adds points to the game, Tim. 
that adds points. <laughs> now you guys want to try it. Now that yeah, you now it. I want to try it. Yeah. Um, so anyway, all right, before we wrap up with headlines, anything else that I know I've skipped a few, so anything else that I've skipped that you want to highlight? Yeah, uh, I finished Life is Strange True Colors. Um, this is a big recommendation for me, uh, from me to people that like the first Life is Strange. This feels like a return to form uh, because they didn't, I know, I understand that Don't Nod did a on the road tale in the second one because it was different. But this one is just like you're back in a town, you're meeting everybody, every character feels like a fully realized person you're getting to know. You appreciate their story, um, and uh, you 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 come to like appreciate being in that town, even though there's some shady stuff going on there. Um, but there's definitely like a mystery going on that you're trying to solve the entire five episodes. And uh, so, I mean, it's just it's it's just like one in that way. Instead of a school, it's like a mining town. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I highly recommend that for for people that like the first one. And um, even though the ability is less cool, it does evolve over. The course of all five chapters like oh nice you're doing different things with it discovering things as she's discovering it like discovering things about the ability um as she's discovering it which is kind they of cool i'm trying not to spoil it expect yeah they try they have you use it in ways where you're like it's yeah. like a moral conundrum to use the ability like where oh, you're okay. like you're like should i do this like this feels <laughs> wrong to do this yeah. um and, and i even there were some choices like that one where like I even had to like kind of pause the game and restart from the checkpoint because I was like, I think I made the wrong choice. Like this feels <laughs> just based on the characters, the characters' reactions in this game, the mocap, whatever you want to call it, mocap or however yeah. they recorded the reactions to the characters. Yeah. And the voice acting felt so real that I felt bad on some choices that I had to go back and redo Dude, them. I had at the end of the first Life is Strange that that last like that last main thing that you have to decide like I yeah. had to pause the game and just like sit there for a second Same. I'm like that was me I, with the end of Ghost of Tsushima that was the only time I ever paused on a game I was standing well, up and too. walking around for like that's five too, minutes yeah. like what do I do here <laughs> just pacing back and forth he going, yells I just, out I don't, I'm not comfortable with either of these choices can what I just do you walk want away from me? <laughs> yeah oh my no gosh. exactly yeah yeah um, but it's it's so good guys like I mean it's just these games have never looked better. Like, I know that Chloe, uh, uh, Ashley Birch is great at Chloe. That's one like yeah. a peak Life is Strange performance. Yeah, but yeah. this one, the entire voice cast is just amazing. Like, Good. it's yeah. it's incredible. And this is uh, the B team. This is not the main team. They, yeah, they this did is the deck, second one. Deck nine. I think they're going to do the rest of them, if I'm not mistaken. Like, ah, like okay. Don't Nod said, we'd love to come back to the series, but Square owns all this stuff. So, I mean, we're just at the mercy of what Square wants. And Square okay. has to be super satisfied with what True yeah. Colors became uh, because it reviewed well. Fans of the series g in general like it, at least from what I've seen. Yeah, pretty um, sold on it. It's just uh, definitely a wait till it's on sale game. For yeah, me. it's expensive, but um, I mean, I felt it was worth. I don't know. I'm just a yeah. freaking sucker I'm just, for these games. I was literally gonna buy it the other day, but I forgot. I forgot my other gift cards when I went to go get um, Deathloop. Ah. So I was like, ah, oh, okay. Well, I guess I have to wait. So. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and also good luck, uh, season, season four, <laughs> episode four, what do you want to call it? Chapter four ends on such a cliffhanger that you'll be like, okay, well then I have to finish this game. Like, yeah. and, that's, and that's why <laughs> I like this no is a full game way. this time. Yeah. yeah. That's why I like this is a full game this Me time. Me too. And that not the mysterious. Remember before, like they had mysterious timelines between each. It could yeah. be two months. It could be some cases it was like three, four months if they were having yeah, trouble. Yeah, they kept like, delaying it like a few weeks and you're like, just yep. freaking come on. <laughs> uh, in uh it happened to life and strange too worse i feel like don't nod was just i don't know i feel like they were just behind the wire the entire time yeah, yeah um yeah. but with this one uh yeah kyle beat it too and i'll let him speak to it when he comes back 
But I know that he said the same thing. He was like, I was, he said, I was going to finish chapter four, go back to Tales because he's, he's behind on Tales because of everything else that's come out. And uh, he was like, no, as soon as chapter four ended, I was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to finish this game. Cause he yeah. was like ma- as mad as I, something happens at the end of chapter four that makes you freaking mad. So gotcha. you're just like, oh no, hell no. I am finishing this game. All right. That's awesome. That's awesome. Nice. All right, well, we got to get into some news so we don't go too much over two hours. Uh, so hope you guys are okay with me jumping over to that. Yeah. Uh, outside of How other stuff you. we're playing How and watching. My bad, but not really. Uh, Dying Light 2, guys, Stay Human has been delayed. This is old news by now, of course. But no. um, I just wanted to highlight the fact that it's also moving into, guess when? <laughs> Q1 of 2022. Because oh, thank why? God. Thank God. So, There's nothing to play, Tim. At it's least they own. have it's, a, it's a heroic solid, move on their part. At least they have a solid release date. So this Stunning is and brave. This is a two-month delay, so it's not an extreme one. Not bad. Um, if it were Battle, with Battlefield, it, did the same thing, and it wasn't if, that bad. You know, if, it was yeah. Like a if month. they had said, if they had said October to December, we'd be like, ah, whatever. But it's December, and it just happens to be the end of the year to February, so it's mm-hmm. just a two-month delay. Um, it just—it's one of those games I know people were excited to play over the holidays. But yeah. sorry, you have to kill. You just have to keep killing people and back for zombies and back for blood before dying. Like oh, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah, just do that. So that's February fourth. Assassin's Creed Valhalla's Viking Age Discovery Tour, which I've talked about a few times, the different Discovery Tours they've done on their games, comes out in October. It will be free if you already own the game, or you can buy it separately. Probably not for a little bit, though. I think later in the year you can buy it separately for like six. It said sixteen ninety nine in pounds was the store. So I don't know what that is in <laughs> American sure. dollars. Um, probably like a thousand dollars. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's that's exactly yeah. it. Yep. Yep. I think that's the exchange rate with inflation um, and. <laughs> um, but anyway, that is, that is a cool mode, by the way. If you've never given that a look, it's interesting. If you're not into the whole, you know, assassinating people. Um, <laughs> Call of Duty 2022. There's a rumor right now that it, they're planning on it being the sequel to the Modern Warfare reboot from 2019. That, that does make sense. Which was actually and then the we'll last get Black Ops after that, probably. Which was actually the first and last time I can remember actually giving a Call of Duty game some love during Game of the Year conversation was Call of Duty yeah. 2015. <laughs> I loved Modern Warfare. That game was awesome, dude. It's the only one I've actually legitimately praised, like because so I, I kind of was one of those people, you know. Yeah, that's it's... only because you had, you didn't you guys didn't play the Black Ops Cold War. That's okay though. No, we yeah. did. All right, we did yeah. not. No, we did not. Because <laughs> that campaign is just. Oh, it's so fun. Uh, uh, I I play Modern, but to be fair, I didn't play Modern Warfare, though. So I, yeah. I, I heard Modern Warfare and I was like, oh, we're doing this again? I'm not interested. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm curious to see how, if and how they integrate um, previous storylines. Because the uh, storylines from the, the other Modern Warfare series, Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3, um, which I thought was actually pretty intriguing campaigns in the Call of Duty games. I liked those. I know that mm-hmm. they had their ups and downs. People didn't always love them. But I really liked them. And I liked the quote-unquote lore they introduced with those characters and some major yeah. deaths that happen i'm wondering if they are setting us up for some cool things or maybe not maybe it'll just be pretty standard call of duty we'll see with a with a kind of more mature tone like because at least to me it seemed like the first this new kind of reboot or whatever you want to call it modern warfare kind of had a more mature tone than perhaps yeah. those original ones did so i hope so yeah. so i'm looking forward to that but yeah like jeff mentioned battlefield 2042 got pushed back to november 19th which means the beta which was happening this month is now also been bumped back to october that's not that bad yeah not bad at all we are we did get a give a shout out to norm mcdonald that is in our general news headline section that's significant though by the way if you have hbo max go watch dirty work that movie's hilarious i was literally about to say i put (laughs) this down here because not a lot of people are familiar 
people our age have seen Billy Madison probably tons of times. Yes. Yes. But they may yes. not be familiar with Dirty Work, and Dirty Work is so underappreciated. It was like Great. panned universally when it came out, but it is Norm's sense of humor. To like a T, it's so freaking funny, and it includes some great cameos from other SNL SNL and people, comedians. yeah. So, and I'll never just go look up his uh, Frank Stallone run on Weekend Update, his moth yeah. joke on Conan, or uh, look up after he comes back to host SNL, uh, SNL yeah, after when he got he fired. fired from yeah. SNL for he was like, too so many either. <laughs> He did I'm all these OJ jokes. Or, he said, either oh. I got funnier or the show sucks really bad. Okay, like, so he got so fired funny. because he was told to stop doing OJ jokes, but he kept doing them. So they fired him. <laughs> yeah. And then he came back to host and he did a bunch of OJ jokes in his opening yes. month. I, awesome. think, I think the joke that got him fired was like he was talking about Johnny Cochran presenting OJ's cap. Like, <laughs> I think so. And, and then uh, the way Norm described it was OJ said, be careful with that. That's my stabbing cap. And like, um, of course, like I, there was somebody, I don't think it was the guy who runs SNL. I think it was like a buddy of Lawrence or something with, with, you know, obviously with executive abilities was like, okay, well I'm friends with OJ still. How dare you? Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They fired him after that. Cause he kept just, he just straight up kept calling him a murderer. Yeah, um, I know. Sure. Yeah. But dude, it was so it's in Norm Macdonald. It to me is he's one of the greatest examples of how to not give a rip yeah but also not Say make it, it so obvious that you don't care like it's he's not yeah. the kind of guy who's like i don't even care what you guys think he doesn't have to say right. that just right. the way he acts you can tell he's got this like natural smile on his face like he's about to say something or mm -hmm. he knows something that you don't know like he's always got this look this little smirk and some people hated it i understand that but i absolutely loved it yeah. i thought he was always a step ahead I and also... he really didn't care like he didn't care what you thought no he, if it was I, funny clearly he, was he's losing, he lost jobs because of he didn't care <laughs> uh, i think the best part of him uh his humor is when a joke flops like i had a dad joke earlier totally flopped he just sits there in silence. Oh, yeah. Stares at you. Yeah, he's, and it's you got just a basket. Like, it, it makes it funnier. And oh, I yeah. just totally rip off his humor because that just like it from his weekend updates. Like his he just formed the way I joke completely. So, yeah, yeah this dude was like an icon to me. Yeah. Yeah. The best so, ones right, can sit right, in the silence, you know, the best ones yep. can sit in the silence. It's true. Absolutely. Yeah. R.I.P. to Norm McDonald. Yeah. Of course, one of the biggest rumors from this past week, back to gaming related stuff, uh, was this Dude. apparent data mining of NVIDIA. <laughs> I shouldn't say apparent anymore. It's been confirmed. It was uh, it's from NVIDIA's GeForce Now streaming service, and they're doing some testing and they're playing around with some stuff. And if any of these are true, these are major unannounced games that have been revealed. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a second update that I think kind of squashes some of the excitement there, but we'll see what you guys think. But let me just read off real quick for the listeners some of the games that were in this leak and why it's exciting for so many people. Final Fantasy IX Remake, Bioshock <laughs> TRX Remaster, Resident Evil 4 Remake, Halo 5, Grand Theft Auto Trilogy Remasters, Crisis 4, that's a big one, Half-Life 2 Remaster, Injustice 3, God of War on PC, and Returnal, uh, Demon Souls, Fight for Middle-Earth, which sounds to me like the next big um, WB Lord of the Rings game, yeah, potentially. Yeah, Mordor thing, yeah. Um, Helldivers 2, Bayonetta 3, Kingdom Hearts 4. These are huge franchises, huge sequels, and if any of them are true, these are major. NVIDIA did confirm the list is real, like as far as like it was there. Yes, it was data mined from our some of our testing for our streaming service. But they are they tried as best they could to say these are all speculative. Like if anything, I feel like 
some of their employees are people like us who are like, all right, they need to put some filler games in to test out the service listing and the filters mm-hmm. and all the different pieces. Yep. So they just filled in some games. Mm-hmm. It's possible some of them are real, but the next update that I saw this headline from 343, they responded by saying they've got no plans to bring Halo 5 to PC. That mm-hmm. confirms what my assumption is. I want to hear what you guys think. My assumption is none of these are anywhere close to real. They could be, but th- this isn't. None of these things on the list were put there out of knowledge, inside insider knowledge. Well, I do think some of them are legit. In uh, my in my opinion, most of these are just people who are working there filling in games as yeah. like potential for fun. I don't think it was meant to be, but I could oh, be wrong. Okay. Maybe three, four. You know I mean, yeah, you, you could be right in that respect, but I do think the possibility of some of these being a real thing is more likely. I'm not for, saying they're not going to happen. Of them. I'm yeah. saying the people who work at Nvidia who were setting up their GeForce Now service and putting these games up there. I don't think they had some insider knowledge and were preloading games that okay. are going to be announced. You, um, that makes sense. Their priority was, does it work? Yeah. yeah. You, uh, <laughs> you missed a pretty important one there, which was uh, listed as Chrono Trigger Remaster. So between that and Final Fantasy IX Remake, this is absolutely bullshit. Because, <laughs> I mean, what is even... A, first of all, what does even a nine remake look like, right? Because you automatically... your eight? head. Well, right, but I mean, they would give nine love before eight, absolutely. Um, But like, considering what they're doing with seven remake, like, I feel like most people's minds are going to go to that. And like, I don't know if they're going to put that kind of budget on a nine remake, at least not right now. Um, So you're saying this is likely very not. No, like as far as it's not insider reveals or something. And and same with Chrono Trigger remastered. Like, what is even a remaster? Like, what remake would be one thing, but the wording was remaster. So. You know, I think the ones that that make my eyebrows go up a little more aren't the remasters or remakes not. And they're not the ones that have a new number behind them. So, like, I see Kingdom Hearts four. I'm like, yeah, someone just made that up. I see Injustice three. Like, yeah, someone made that up. But then I see Fight for Middle Earth and I wonder, like, maybe Hmm. that's one. Sure. And maybe it's not. Helldivers two felt too like Helldivers is a great game. I just don't. I was like, I was just thinking if it has a unique that title, up? but if it has so a unique Helldivers title, Helldivers 2 felt legit to me. I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, the ones so that good. were like GTA Trilogy Remaster, uh, the PlayStation oh, one, yeah, I forgot about that ones, one. I was like, okay, well, these are probably definitely going to come to the service. Like, but it's just they probably made them up because they've heard about, you know, they, yeah. PlayStation is bringing PC ports along and Grand Theft Auto Remaster is coming and stuff like that. So. You know, I think obviously that you could be right that they're wouldn't just... it just make more sense to just make up complete nonsensical titles for oh, games absolutely. that don't actually exist? Especially like, for why this would purpose. you just yeah? Why yeah. would you do this? Like you know, it could and again it could be one of those things where they wanted you to fill it in with a library of games and put some descriptions in there and put some images in there and so they could have just gone out of their way to have fun with it or it there could be some reveals mixed in here. <laughs> I just highly doubt that. All of them, let alone even half right. of them, probably are, are legit. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them might be, though. Who knows? Some of them might be. Uh, Dan, tell me about this Castlevania collection. Yeah, I was uh, scrolling through uh, Twitter the other day, and I shared it with you guys. Um, I knew Kyle would get pretty excited, because I know he's... I think I think the Game Boy Advance ones he, he really likes as well. Those were actually the first ones that I ever played, um, before I played Symphony of the Night for PS1. Uh, but yeah, unannounced collection uh, was first rated in Australia on June 18th, then again in Korea on the 25th. Um, while the Australian rating listed the games as multi-platform and the Korean rating for PC, this is the first time console platforms had been specified. So essentially, it would be the Game Boy Advance specific um, 
Castlevanias, which is what? Circle of the Moon, Harmony of Dissonance, Aria of Sorrow. Yeah. So that would that sounds awesome. I hope that's real. I hope it it, I hope it is too. Yeah. yeah. It'd be cool. It'd be even cooler if it included the DS ones. But uh, how many of those was there? Just I think there's two. Is there? Okay. They could um, probably make a separate collection and make even more money. So they could. Um, Yep. So I'll be interested. I mean, to me, that's much more um, reliable rumor when it's being rated. Those typically turn out to be something closer to real. Right. Um, this guy, Tom Henderson, who apparently has a reputation of being a reliable source, he, he leaked some details about Skull and Bones. So remember this game from Skull Ubisoft? And Skull and Bones was uh, a bit, it looked a bit of like a spinoff from Black Flag, the Assassin's yeah. Creed 4 game, yeah. um, which probably was. It looks a lot like it. Um, but the idea was it's just a pirating game. It's not Assassin's Creed related. It's just a, a online multiplayer PvP, maybe even some PvE pirating. Um, I think this was even announced well before Sea of Thieves ever came. A while out, ago, yes. Right? It was a while. So, it's been a few years. But we know it got shelved. There were some leadership issues. Ubisoft really went through it with different allegations. Some of them with people getting fired and leadership changes and all kinds of stuff. So, and I think Skull and Bones was affected by that, in addition to maybe some other stuff. Um, but here are some of the details. I just wanted to read them off. I thought they sounded interesting, if they're true. And apparently, a lot of folks are giving this some weight. Um, all right, so it seems like at the beginning, you start out only being able to build a raft. So they really want you to build up to the point huh. of getting a boat. So I don't know if there's survival mechanics involved or not, or if it's just, here's your first boat, and it just takes you to your first mission. I, I don't know. But um, I thought that sounded kind of interesting. Um, you'll la- later be able to make a small fishing boat, and then you can o- explore the open sea for the first time. So I would imagine they've got a good amount of on-land stuff for you to do, especially at the beginning. To get your first pirate ship, you have to collect resources and complete various quests to boost your reputation high enough to get your first pirate ship. And then your progression is based on the amount of money you receive from completing jobs, raids, cargo runs, mm-hmm. and plundering settlements. Uh, they reportedly include five ship tiers, seemingly based around size, and they fall into one of three categories, car- cargo, combat, and exploration. They're tied to purchasable blueprints. But players also are needed. You need to have re- resources like wood, metal, fiber to build them. Uh, you can upgrade your ships, of course, with armor, smelteries, storage boxes, Stuff like that, uh, sails, wheels, all that. Um, the game's set in the Indian Ocean, which is uh, everyone just kind of assumes it'd be in the Caribbean, right? That's what I kind of assumed. That's where it would mm. be. That's where you think about pirating. But they're setting it in the Indio- Indian Ocean, according to this rumor, and includes a fictional pirate haven reportedly modeled on the island country of Madagascar off the coast of Africa. And it's claimed that the online sections of the game, uh, they, they do have them, and you can interact with NPCs, hideouts, safe havens, but they aren't supposed to feature any combat or Assassin's Creed-like parkour elements. So I know that's a lot of details. I know that was me talking a lot, but as I scanned through that, when I first saw this headline, I was like, this actually sounds really cool. Yeah, it does, actually. (laughs) Like, I'm really interested in this. If they they do some sort of re-reveal of Skull and Bones and we find out it's coming out, let's just say late 2022 or something or even if even if maybe they'll they reveal it next year and say it's coming in 2023 like i'll be interested like i want to see what they put together with this because i did yeah. of course love black flag and some of these elements of progressing and starting with just a raft and then a fishing boat and building up to a ship and then upgrading to more ships that sounds appealing so we'll see yeah this actually sounds a little less um specific to online and more just kind of like this you know open world like leveling up like your ship and then like 
what towns you can raid and stuff like that yeah. like build yeah it sounds if cool. they have good pve elements where i don't have to go against other players every time sure yeah and i probably will give this game some time if i always have to go against other players i'll probably excuse me i'll probably try it but that usually loses my interest after a while just because I don't know. I don't always want to battle other players. People tend to get way ahead of me in those games because I'll play them and then put them down for a while and come back and then I'm getting absolutely smoked. Yeah. And it's just not fun. It's just not fun. <laughs> um, oh man, this uh, THQ Nordic <laughs> 10th anniversary showcase finally aired this week and we learned what? I don't know, Tim. Tell us. SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, that's the biggest <laughs> re- reveal, I think. SpongeBob is getting a game and there's no there's no gameplay footage or anything, so no, we don't know God what it's going to be. <laughs> no gameplay. No. That's, I think that's the biggest reveal, to be they honest. They revealed Destroy All Humans 2 remake uh, from the ground up remake. It looks like it's. Uh, it actually looks like the first decent. one. Um, Jagged looks, Alliance is coming it, back. Jagged Alliance 3. Apparently, they they claim that one was a beloved franchise, and I, I'd never heard of it before. So Jagged, that sounds familiar, but. Dude, I don't. I think it's I like may a tactical have seen that RPG. I may have seen that on some like really deep Steam sale years ago. <laughs> I just don't know what this is, and I don't care. I need to, be yeah. I need to look. I need to look this up. Yeah, there's um, Elix Two, which is like a sci-fi RPG. None of these games look terrible, but you know they're not like anything recognizable. Dude, Outcast. Whole, like... Outcast Two is apparently a sequel to a game that was like a cult game, like a Jack you know I got a, had a cult following. According again, probably according to THQ, but. Sure. So they're saying that there are over 40 games in the works and they still haven't revealed 20-something of them. So they're claiming to have all kinds of more secrets to share. They should have shared them at the 10th anniversary show. I mean, that's the show you do it. (laughs) That's whatever. But SpongeBob led the way. That's fine. This company is just out of control, man. This THQ Nordic and then whatever the other like company is there where they're like this whole combined like entity is just they're out of control, dude. I know. Well, in Sony news, uh, Sony Santa Monica, specifically Corey Barlog, has confirmed that the God of War Ragnarok game will complete the series Norse story. And I liked his quote. He said, we didn't want to spend 15 years on a trilogy. He was like, the first game took five years. Second game is looking like it's going to take around five years, which made me wonder, is this 2023? Um, But anyway, uh, they probably started development before the first game released. I I understand that. Um, And he was like, well, if another game is going to take that, then we're looking at a trilogy that... When and we don't necessarily want to be locked into that, so I totally get it. That tells me two things: one, this game might end up having a really satisfying conclusion. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I mean, if not, then what in the world are you doing? I don't know. If you're going to wrap up the story, shouldn't you wrap up the story? Uh, sure. So hopefully, it's got a satisfying conclusion, one way or the other. Whether that means, you know, Kratos finally goes down, or maybe he, you know, kills off all of these gods as well and moves on to the next. <laughs> uh, area of the world and takes on the next area of the world is the modern day no that would be so terrible (laughs) (laughs) Um, east and takes on chinese mythology next i mean who knows all i know is they've said that they're wrapping up they're planning to wrap up the norse story this time i shouldn't say planning to they're going to like they're so far along in this game you can tell they're not going to be like well maybe we'll make a third game like it seems like do a post-credits thing who knows also ragnarok is uh, the name of the end of the world in that mythology yeah yeah so you can't just have that name and not have it. And hey, name. when Thor put it in his movie title, that actually happened. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, your follow through when you include that your as your title. Technically, yeah. rag. Technically, the end of the world, so to speak, happened at the end of three. I mean, he he sort of concluded what he wanted to do. Um, 
And then you kind of just were like, oh, okay. And then like when they started this new series of games, you're like, oh, so he's he's alive. Everything's fine. Like, yeah, I guess that uh, only happened in that one area of the world. Interesting. Yeah. Weird. Um, um, anyway, so that's yeah. interesting. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I'm, I'm fine with that. For the most yeah, part. As long, I, again, as long as they do it well, that's all I care let, about. Let them make the story that they want to make and don't yeah. force yeah. it. Just let it just happen naturally and, you know. And also, trust then we can be completely. excited about the next yes. thing that they work on, whether it's yes. God of War related or not. They're going to make something else. It sounds else like awesome. they're working on another game already, like, yep. at the same time. I think they said that, right? And I think that might be what Corey's going to be directing, whatever yeah. is coming out next. Yeah. So. Busy guy. Um, Anthony Mackie is going to be John Doe in the Twisted Metal TV series, which, again, that rumor sure. still persists about a potential game being in the works to go along with that. That'll be interesting. Oh, yeah. So a game would fall. OK, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So this one, uh, there was more information in the press release for this. So this is written by or at least it's the take of the story is by uh, the writers of Deadpool and Zombieland. And they hired a Cobra Kai writer to do like the, you know, the show running and the writing of the main series. Um, but it sounds like the show uh, is uh, an action comedy uh, about action a quote-unquote motor-mouth outsider offered a chance at a better life, but only if he can successfully deliver a mysterious package across post-apocalyptic wasteland. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's just going to be silly crap, and they're going to, of course, have the deranged clown who drives the ice cream truck. Uh, so. Listen, as long as Anthony Mackie just has fun, I feel like everything I've yeah. I know he can, but I feel oh, like everything sure. I've... Everything I've seen him in recently, he's just so serious. I want to be like, dude, are you okay? Like, you, you can, it's fine, man. I, Listen, he's got just watch the night before, and you'll be like, oh yeah, that's right, he's funny. He's got to take up the He can mantle. have a lot of he he can have a lot of fun when yeah. he in certain roles. I've seen it. I've seen it. Listen, he's got to take up the mantle, Tim. He's got a lot of responsibilities. Yeah? I know. I know. Well, last don't, with don't us, make him me get him and he'll lecture you. <laughs> he will. He'll do it. Um, Neil Druckmann is supposedly going to be directing an episode of The Last of Us HBO series. It only makes sense. This yeah, guy yeah. has serious direction chops. It's just we've only seen it in the video game space. But I use that with a caveat. Let's not pretend like he wasn't in there directing all the motion capture segments. He was oh, yeah, for sure he was. Stuff. Yeah. This so, is great. It's just uh, I, I just like I feel like this could if he wanted to, this could open doors to other things. Um, absolutely. So I think this is definitely his first time doing this. And yeah, he's credited on the Directors Guild of Canada because I think that's where they're filming it. Mm. Um, he's credited as a director for the entire series, so um, along with like four other directors. Nice. So I don't know if it's one episode. We don't know yet. One episode, two episodes, but uh, he's yeah. definitely a director. So at least one. I'm in. I'm intrigued, man. What is he gonna? Yeah. What is he gonna come up with as a director, man? It's it must be, be like kind of surreal for him to take something he created. Mm -hmm. And then now go back it's and real. direct someone news, someone else's version of it, sort of. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be yeah. interesting to see and anything. Yet not involved at all with Uncharted, but whatever. The movie, oh, <laughs> which, yeah. which by the way is really promising to be one of the worst movies. Yeah, um, even Tom Holland is like, "Wow, I wasn't proud of my performance." And like, yeah, I know. Say that. <laughs> yeah. Movies like a year from coming out. <laughs> also, Mark Wahlberg has no problem being in awful movies. He's in some really good ones, and he's also in some real awful movies. So He'll he say yes to anything with a, page, yeah. with a good, healthy paycheck. He yeah. I think Tom Holland will learn the hard way. Like, yeah, I shouldn't have said yes to that. Or yeah. maybe I should have tried. Whatever. Um, so uh, Nintendo, there, there was a rumor for a while. It was confirmed that Europe's going to get a small price cut. I don't know what that is uh, in Europe. They did get that for the current model building up to the OLED model, but it's not going to happen in the U S and I do wonder if this is to help clear out inventory or something. I don't know what this is about mm. uh, in Europe. Cause I believe that when the OLED model does release, it's going to be at the normal full price again. This is just, I think for the other models. Yeah, So probably to clear. clear and out. Nintendo said not happening in the U S like they, that is officially not 
gonna be it's selling still so why would they yeah (laughs) exactly but they did update their system recently they they uh, put out a system that allows you to use bluetooth audio i have not tried wow finally 2013 (laughs) i have not tried (laughs) this yet it's funny the general reaction of folks was oh sweet because most of us that have a switch have at one point thought oh i wish i could attach my bluetooth headphones to this yes and you either have to buy the attachment or just deal with it you know figure out a different solution and so our first reaction is yay and then it's What's wrong with them? Why did it take so long? Like, you yeah, know, yeah. that's always the follow-up <laughs> response. I have read a lot of folks saying that it is, and I don't know if it's with certain brands of Bluetooth headphones or what, but it's not the best performance. Like, there's some yeah. audio lag. It's, I don't know if that's true, but Bluetooth I've heard. Bluetooth can be funky. Bummer. Yeah. Again, it, it can might not be, have but I've never had an issue with my Sony one. So, I mean, get your crap together. Yeah, I don't use say. a lot of get your crap together. I don't use a lot of Bluetooth. <laughs> I do for my uh, AirPods with my iPhone and just just to let people know though, like if you have like even like the Sony one that has a little like USB dongle, just plug that into the dock. Dongle. It works. Yeah. Dongle. So dongle. Just dongle. use that dongle. Dongle yeah. dongle. Diddle those dongles, fellas. If you if you want to just try it out like Jeff does, just diddle it. Okay. <laughs> just diddle it. Just just diddle that just dongle. Diddle the dongle. Nice. Nice chunky slice of that dongle, you know. All right, so. before we uh, go too far down that <laughs> rabbit hole, uh, I wanted to highlight a couple games that are either currently already on Game Pass as of the time of this recording, and by the time you listen, or are coming later this month. Flynn, Son of Crimson, actually looks like a pretty cool side-scrolling old-school game. I'm gonna try that one out. I am Fish, like we talked about, mm-hmm. and Origami Two are are on, on there. I saw Skatebird, which made Dude, me laugh. Skatebird. That looks so stupid. Skatebird. I might this try. This game's been in the works for a while, actually. It has. I might try Skatebird because I might. Yeah, it's free, so I mean, yeah. yeah. And then Super Liminal, which is like physics-based kind of trippy uh, puzzle, puzzle game. game. Yeah. Please, one or both of you, please try at least like five levels <laughs> of that. It is so freaking. I remember cool. you talking to us about it at Game of the Year time. You, yeah, you like it's that game. really cool. Are you talking about Skatebird or Super Liminal? Uh, Super Liminal. <laughs> <laughs> Skate- uh, you're, talking, you're talking about Skatebird, dude. He's definitely I'm talking Skatebird. Yeah, he's talking about uh, Skatebird. Next week we'll get Lost Words Beyond the Page, which does I've look heard pretty of this cool. One. I've heard uh, of this one. Yeah. Sable, which I tried the demo of and did not like, but some people might like it. It's got unique visuals. I'll give it that. I'm going to try it just for the visuals, yeah. It, yeah, why not give it a whirl? Uh, Subnautica's sequel called Below Zero will be really, on the service, too. Really upset that's on Game Pass because I bought it full price on PlayStation, but that's all right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a solid game if you like survival games. Uh, it's pretty good. Tainted Grail Conquest will be a PC-only game. And then the last week of September, built, going into October 1st, uh, Lemus Gate... Astria Ascending, which was surprising to me. Yes. Be hitting uh, Game Pass. Unsighted and Phoenix Point. So mm. no, like, none of these are going to be um, these huge AAA games that everyone's been waiting for. But I think there's a few diamonds in the rough here. So definitely sure Astria Ascending. Sure. Astria Ascending looks very interesting. Looks really cool. I love the I'm, art style. So I'm curious if I end up playing Sable and end up being like a defender of it. You might be. We'll see. We'll see. Well, I also only played the demo, and I only—I think I completed two missions. So mm-hmm. maybe the slice that I played just wasn't great. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see. Or just I was in a bad well, mood. Thank God for Game Pass to just find out. Yeah. Just, just download it. You have Game Pass. It's fine. Just download it. All right. Well, thanks again for being here, you two guys. Appreciate it. This is a fun one. I, I like talking through not well, only stuff we're playing, but uh, thinking back through games that have time travel was, was interesting. Thanks. Uh, thanks for making me work during my birthday, Dad. You're welcome. By the way, yeah, hap- sure. if you're listening to this, it's too late, but you could wish Dan a, a late happy birthday. <laughs> or or everyone says that. You know what? Wish Dan a really, really early happy birthday for next year. For Let's next year. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, very just, th- how about, very I'm just not going to wish you a happy birthday. 
that's what I'm gonna do. I think that's incredibly rude. It's very, you know, it's very small of you. Um, I think you should grow up. I think you need a mushroom. I think you need a mushroom for that. (laughs) Oh my god, that's amazing! Look at that. That's the sound effect. So here you go, Jeff. That's for you. They put a. a, There's a sticker on it that says "Do not eat." That's really weird. If any of you are wondering why Jeff is a little sassy here at the end, it's because he's actually stuck in a podcast loop. He keeps doing this episode over and over again. <laughs> and uh, that sounds like a nightmare. Now I've got to go back to the beginning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess happy birthday or whatever. I don't know. Sure. Thanks. I, it's not even your birthday anymore where you're at. So actually, no, it's not. It's actually, yeah, the next day. So, so whatever Tim said about next year and whatever. Yeah. Happy early birthday. All right. See you. Thanks, Dad. Thanks, Dad.